How's it going? Today on the Black Tie Fair, Patrick and I t- discuss tax reform. We also get into a uh, conversation about Thanksgiving, Friendsgiving, and all things in between giving. Net neutrality comes up, and we also talk about the terribleness that is parking in Long Beach, California. Take a listen. Hey, welcome once again to the Black Tie for the Show. Two friends talking about politics, pro sports, and pop culture. Kind of. I am one of your hosts, Jelani, and to my left. To my left. <laughs> Bye, Don. Bye, Don. All right, Qui-Gon Jinn. <laughs> Bye, Don. What, what is this? Who, who is this? Are, are, this you, are, are you absorbing that in? I'm not, I, I refuse to absorb I'm gonna, it. I'm, I'm going to break it down for you. I am not absorbing it at all. So it's actually, um, Biden's actually a pejorative term. Um, Why are you going to call yourself pejorative? Well, okay, so, you know, St. Patrick, as I'm, well, Patrick, as I'm learning, mm-hmm. there's a huge, huge, um, there's a huge in, uh, Irish influence. That makes sense. Patty. Yeah. Patrick. Yeah. You've heard of many, many forms. Absolutely. St. Yeah. Patty, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, well, the nickname for Patrick is oftentimes Patty. Yes. Okay. But a, but a pejorative form, right, of Patty is Patton. That's what people used to call Irishmen. Really? It's Paddins. And as a matter of fact, when I was looking it up, they say a it's an Irish mutation of the name Patty or Patrick. Really? Okay, that makes sense. So it's a little bit like how, you know, when somebody is trying to be derogatory towards a Scottish person, they call them a Mick. Yes. This is very bad to say, or folks. Or Spanish. No, that's, that's not, we're not that far. Not, we already know the word. Spanish. Yeah, okay. It <laughs> rhymes with the same thing. We're not going that far. But yeah, that's exactly what it is. So I didn't know that. Yeah. So if they ever use a Paden, Paden, P-A-I-D-I-N. Okay, now I understand. That's so if someone calls me that, I'm going to be mad. You should be mad. Listen, I'll, I'll, I'll fight them for you. But I'm, I'm not like, Irish, though. <laughs> Dude, let's fight them anyway. Fight them anyway. How dare they? How Just dare saying. They? Folks, we are back. I know we took a break, but you know what? It was a it was a freaking Thanksgiving weekend. What, what do you want us to do? We have we have families also. <laughs> we have families, y'all. We got ooh, Friendsgiving ex- to talk about. Oh, ooh, it's we gonna got be, a lot of stuff. It'll be fantastic. But we are back in the saddle. News did not stop happening no, while we were on not. break. It did not stop. <laughs> Unfortunately. But we're here to go ahead and talk to you all about it, give you all of that good stuff. I'm not going to delay any longer. I'm going to go ahead and throw us right into the thick of it. Patrick, what's new? Well, there's a lot of stuff that's going on. It was just like, seriously, halfway through the um the, the break between football games and turkeys, I was like, oh my God, we need to do an emergency podcast. <laughs> emergency podcast, necessary. <laughs> go ahead and jump right into it. And we never done one before. And you're over here dying, so that makes sense. I know, we never done emergency podcast, but there was so much shit that was going on. So let's try to break it down for folks. The first thing that happened that, that, that I feel like we should talk about, um, that the, the first thing on our agenda is tax reform. Yes. We've been talking about, I think, for the last four weeks, it's been a, well, at least the four ep- last four episodes. Which would be, yeah, exactly. For the right? most part, four weeks, yeah. There's been a topic, we've always talked about tax reform coming up 
and it's here. As a matter of fact, while we're recording right now, the senators, the U.S. Senate is actually going through its voting process to pass their piece of um, uh, legislation. Yeah, currently it's a situation where when we get back, when you guys finally have a chance to listen to this podcast, either we could be in a situation where we don't know what's going to happen next, or we're going to know that they fucked us up. Quick update, they did pass the tax reform bill and they did fuck us up. Back to the show. Yeah, it's very likely they're going to fuck us up. Um, As a matter of fact, uh, you know, we've been hearing a lot of stories about, well, let me just take a step back. So all of these kind of like battles that we've been having, right, whether it's healthcare, whether it's um, the battles in the courts with immigration, right, a whole host of things we've been having battles with this Trump administration, we've always felt like, okay, if we put their feet to the fire, if we protest, if we, you know, get enough news attention, if enough people um, stand up against a specific topic, or in this case, a specific piece of legislation, it can actually stomp Trump. And so far, we've been doing a pretty good job. He hasn't really gotten anything done. This one, we will not stop. These will, we, we, we will not stop tax reform. They're adamant about it because of the fact of the matter is that they've been pretty transparent about what they're trying to accomplish. It's not even necessarily like they obviously are going to spin it like, oh, this is good for the American people and so forth and so on. What it really is is that there are people with very, very deep pockets who are really there saying, hey, we have been backing y'all for X, Y, and Z years. It's finally time you guys have the, you're in the driver's seat. I want y'all to make something happen for us. If you don't make something happen this year, then it's a wrap. The yeah. checkbook's closed. That's right. I think That's they, right. They, they, they've made it abundantly clear. They've That's said absolutely it. Correct. And like, and they're saying it too. It's like, that's right. And, you know, we'll talk about that, get a little bit more in depth about that in just a little bit, too. But let's just talk. Let's just give folks a 25,000 foot view of what's going on. I'm not going to go over all the details of the tax plan, OK, because we did a long episode on that before we went to Thanksgiving break. We did. We said so, who's going to get what money and what money going to hit what. Yeah. yeah. Everybody, you know if, what's going on. Or yeah. if not, listen to the podcast. Yeah. Again. Go back. If folks are skipping around, which most people don't actually skip around. They, they don't. They be very linear A lot of it. people who are new why. to the podcast, they go to episode one. I was like, why would you go You know how long ago that was? You know, I, you know, We're talking Sean Spicer. You don't do that. Yeah. You don't go back to Sean. We're done with Sean. Um. But uh, go back and listen to the last episode because it will give you a good kind of thorough view of at least what the House bill was. And then um, the Senate bill has some changes to it, but, um, you know, you'll get a pretty good scope. Okay, so what's currently happening? Now, as we talked about earlier, the Senate could vote by today. Um, There is no Democratic votes for it, right? There's no Democratic support for it. So Republicans can only lose two GOP votes. Um, And they've been negotiating with a bunch of party holdouts. Uh, to try to get to try to finally get them on board, um, but I think today uh, McConnell came out and said that he has the votes. As a matter of fact, yesterday uh, they're supposed to have the votes, but he postponed it. But this morning he came out and says I have the votes. Uh, and we'll get and we'll, and we'll talk about that in just a little bit too. So um, let me tell you and echo what I said last time about this tax reform bill. Okay, it is. Um, Pretty shitty for most average Americans, um, individuals, or families who pay taxes. It's pretty shitty for them. It's fan-fucking-tastic, though, for corporations and rich people. Oh, absolutely. Does that surprise you, Jelani? Not really, not at all. Would that surprise you? No. That Republicans want to benefit the wealthy and not the well, middle class and low income? Okay, well, like, let's think of it this way. 
Like, you say, okay, oh, I work for the government, I'm here to serve people and all that kind of stuff. That's true to an extent. But if I'm literally paying you, giving you actual money so that you can continue to do what you're doing and you are living a pretty comfortable life and I say, okay, here's the things I want you to accomplish because I'm paying you to accomplish them, you're basically indebted to me. Yeah, you're and beholden, so, you're beholden. Exactly, and so it's like, so we thought, well... What about these poor people? It's like, the poor people aren't paying me anything. Like, I don't have a real reason. Like, that's not what's pushing me or driving me forward to do things for these people. I have no reason to help them. See, and that's my fundamental belief about if you're rich and wealthy and have major corporation, like, you should be a Republican. Or, like, if you live in the South or whatever, right? You should be a Republican. Um, You know, I want to take out the last thing about living in the South because... The South, for a long time, people who don't know American history or American politics, the South, for a long time, was ruled by Democrats for years, for decades, okay? Um, until, you know, we... I mean, until, the, sold. until the Civil War. It, well, no, until Civil Rights. Well, most recently, Civil Rights. Yeah. And then, yeah, okay. So, um, I don't want to get into that history, but uh, even if... When you lived in the South, the South was a bastion for Democratic ideals, okay? Um, so, if you just focus on the rich and the wealthy and... Those who own, you know, large corporations or have interests in large corporations like shareholders and things like that. You should be a Republican because they fight for your interests. They fight for things that and oh, and also if you're white. Oh, hell yeah. Um, yeah, you should be. If you're white and you're a Democrat, I mean, I love you more for it. Oh, by all means. But Thank like you if you're for- white and you're Republican, it would. It, uh, excuse me. If you're if you're white and you're Democrat, I kind of think. I kind of think like, OK, cool. You know, like, like you're fighting for equal playing. You're field, fighting for is, equal playing, which field, is nice. Right? But if you're Republican, you're white. I'm kind of like that's kind of what I figured you would be. Yeah, like right? so we're, you're fighting to be propped up as a, as a special class. Right. So okay. So let's. So going into that, it's not surprising that their tax bill reform package that they have is going to help the wealthy, the rich, and those who have you know interest in large corporations. And a lack of melanin. All right, there you go. Okay, so the Senate plan, which is going right now, because we had the House plan that already passed. That, yeah. I mean, that passed like nothing, right? Mm-hmm. So this is the Senate plan now. So the Senate plan would help businesses more than individuals through about 2027. Bus- uh, uh, through 2027, uh, business taxes would be lower overall. But individual taxes at every income level will increase by 2027. So what happens is... Um, these tax cuts that will happen, and we'll get into that on how it affects us, it it, it, it will last for about 10 years. It'll last till, till 2027, okay? But once 2027 hits, taxes go up, okay? But for companies, it's the other way around. With companies, um, it's a ramp up. They don't feel the full weight of the corporate taxes until later on in, you know, uh, later on. But more importantly for them, it is automatically, it is permanent. It doesn't phase out. So those corporate tax rates are there to stay, whereas our tax cuts phase out after 10 years. So that's the shitty, so so that's one of the shitty things about it. So let me break it down. Everyone gets a tax cut in 2019. You get a tax cut, I get a tax cut, everybody gets a tax cut, fucking Oprah Winfrey. All right, but in 2021, just a few years later, four years later, Taxes will increase on those making thirty thousand dollars or less. So okay, everyone. <laughs> okay, no, if you make thirty thousand or less, which is a good portion of folks. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you will. Um, you will pay taxes now. By 2023, costs will rise on everyone who makes less than forty thousand. Okay, so I just want to let you know that. Um, and then 
uh, by 2025, uh, that that'll be the next bracket up. So mm-hmm. 50, so 50,000, right? Um, but by 2027, all income tax brackets will be paying a considerable higher amount. But but you know what the offshoot is for uh, the rich though, is the rich will be paying higher taxes too, right? But they also but they get the benefit of the state tax. And they have all these additional deductions that people other people won't have. The rich have. never pay taxes. The rich don't pay taxes. That, that's what happens. Or or let me take that back. They don't pay what the system says they need to pay. Exactly. There is their full breadth there, of it. There's they more don't. loops made available to like, them. I'm not talking about the folks who make a couple hundred thousand, even five hundred thousand. Okay, y'all are still barely making it. Okay, you're, you're, you're not rich. You're and, not rich. And, you're not rich. And, and, and five hundred thousand dollars exactly. is not fucking rich. Exactly. And, and no. we will agree to that because people are always like, oh yeah, you you lumping us in with these rich people. Like, no, I don't think you're rich. You're well off. You're definitely well off. Yeah. We know who rich people are, and don't pretend like you don't know who rich people are. We're talking about them. Yeah, yeah. And it's not the thing that they're bad, but they are benefiting from what their money allots them. That's right. And let's be honest about and that. And I'm talking about the mul- I'm talking about the million plus, a multi-million yes. plus. But even beyond that, the billionaires in this country. Yes. Right? I mean the billionaires in this country. Okay. So um so of course we know that the rich will get the tax breaks, okay? Tax Policy Center found that's a uh, that's a, a bipartisan or an, or a nonpartisan think tank. They said taxpayers earning in the top one percent would receive a larger percent tax cut than those in lower levels. By twenty twenty seven, those in the lowest twenty percent would pay higher taxes. Okay, the tax policy also said that it was estimated that it was impose higher taxes on thirty one percent of middle class households by twenty twenty seven. Now, neither plan, Jelani, helps the lowest income families. That's because more than 70 million Americans don't make enough to even pay taxes. Now, the plan also does not help third of taxpayers who earn, who have incomes that fall below current standard deduction personal exemptions. And we get to really some really geeky stuff when you get yeah, some yeah, personal yeah. exemptions. Um, now, both plans is going to cost, Jelani, $1.5 trillion fucking dollars in the next 10 years. $1.5 fucking million tr- trillion dollars, Jelani. You know, our economy is only like $3 trillion. So half of it. It's going to be, and this is not like, it's it's what they call revenue neutral, which it isn't like um, what Obamacare was. The problem with, the reason why, and, and, and you'll hear this a little bit later on, another pod we're going to uh, include, but uh, this is not revenue neutral. This is putting it on the motherfucking credit card. Yes. Okay, what Republicans rail against. They say, do not put on the fucking credit card. Do not raise the debt. You got to worry about the deficit, blah, 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 right? We're, we're, Republicans are supposed to be the uh, the conservative, conscious, focused, uh, uh, penny-pinching party. Right? Yeah, but that, that's all out the window when they're so desperate to accomplish anything. And the thing that's funny, and I've mentioned this before in previous episodes, where they're doing this, honestly, in a pretty smart way, where the actual negative impact is not going to be felt until after Trump's out of office. Yes. And people, and it's so fucking smart. Like, well, I mean, I didn't, you think you think I missed when you said 10 years? I totally heard you when you said that. Like, it's so smart because, like, we blame who's in the office right then and there. So it's going to feel kind of good. Oh, look, everybody's good. Isn't it? And whoever we get back in is like, what the fuck you do to us? Like, I didn't do anything. The other dude did. And you know what? And you bring up a good point because Republicans feel, they feel this is a cash grab for them because they feel like it's going to be a bloodbath in the next two years. They are fucking afraid. And they're, they're, they should they're, be. They're like, if we don't get this shit done now, 
Go into next year. There's no way we're getting this done. There's no fucking way. And you want to know why long they have $1.5 trillion? You know where that number comes from? $1.5 trillion? Why it's $1.5 trillion? There's a measure. There's a legislative kind of like fiscal policy rule that says that you have to have it under. Uh, if you have anything more than $1.5 trillion, it has to go through 60 votes in the Senate. And because it's not revenue neutral, like... Uh, healthcare was so like the way it, the way I understand it is is if with Obamacare I'm, and I, I remember this the passive Obamacare is because they wouldn't pass anything unless it was revenue neutral because if it wasn't revenue neutral it had to go through a different more complex path so because it had to go through budget reconciliation which is that path I'm talking about it had to be what they call revenue neutral meaning that um, anything that you spend you have to collect money from yes and that's the reason why we have to pay uh, we have to force people to pay for insurance yes. right because yes. it has to be what's called revenue neutral yes now, this bill is not revenue neutral. So they can put whatever they want on the car as long as it doesn't it's uh, as long exceed. as it doesn't exceed 1.5 trillion dollars. So if you look at all the senators who were against it, what's happening is they're getting all these kickbacks. They're getting all these little deals because they can add it on to it. Like Mikowski's getting some extra money in Alaska. Collins is getting some extra money in Maine for some, some veterans program. So they can start adding little trinkets on like a fucking Christmas tree to buy the votes that they need to yeah. get. And there's so many of these little trinkets, this little additional pork that's like actually even scarier than the tax bill in and of itself. There's, oh, yeah. Yeah, they have like the ways to get rid of like actual people who are available to have insurance. There's things in reference to um, like religious rights as far as... Um, I forgot what some of the stuff was, but there's things that are people taking away from people because of the fact that, hey... Over here in this state, you can't get abortions for X and Y, Z reasons. Right. All the right. kind of extra stuff they're adding on here. And they're going to sneak it into this thing. I was like, yeah. I didn't know it was a law. It is now, homie. Like, yeah, what? well, the thing, it's like a blanket. It's like an umbrella, right? So there's uh, there's other things that have to do with immigration, uh, sanctuary cities, a whole host of things. So, um, you know, our good friends at Paw Save America. Ooh, those guys. You know, you know they're really popular now. They're like, you know, our friend, uh, our friend who You said like, now they've been popular, but go ahead. Yeah, they're like super popular now. Um, uh, said that like before they're like for the advertisement like their one lines would be like let's say a thousand dollars to do like a one liner on an advertisement now like each line like a one liner is like thirty thousand dollars to advertise on their show once again Netflix just saying if you want to say anything <laughs> about you we'll do it for a thousand we'll yeah. do it for a thousand well um uh, they have a little you know they have an explanation on why Republicans are doing this right because let's let's just face it okay this is going to pass. I have come to terms with it, okay? I, I'm ready for the next fight now, okay? They're going to pass this shitty-ass uh, tax bill, but Democrats are going to have to come back and clean their fucking mess, okay? I'm, I am, at least we're not going to war, okay? This, I am conceding this point, okay? And we'll talk a little bit about more about that when we listen to this clip, but it's our friends from Positive America, um, and we're going to listen to why their reasoning is why Republicans have done this. <sighs> Look, this happened for a couple of reasons. One, the Republicans have no fucking idea how to govern. They right. just don't. They have been arsonists for eight years, and now they're in charge of the firehouse, right? They don't know how right. to do this, right? right? So that's one. Two, they don't give a fuck about what they do as long as they do something. That has been clear throughout yes. this process. And then and that has been more clear, by the way, because a lot of people are asking, why isn't this like health care? With health care, they, they thought they needed to do something, 
but they weren't feeling the heat just yet. Yeah. It feels like on this one, it's like you don't pass this tax cut and you also didn't pass health care. What are you here for? Yeah. And it, it is taking health care away from people is a core belief of Paul Ryan's. Right. But it is not a core belief of all Republicans. They don't run. For, they they didn't run for office because too many people have health care. Right. right. And which is why they were so afraid about the Affordable Care Act passing, because they don't agree with that way of providing health care. Right. They don't actually have an alternative to that way. But that is the philosophical concept. They did all run for smaller government and more tax cuts. And yeah. the reason— No Republican runs for office to increase taxes. Yes. They all run for office to tax—since the beginning of time. Yes. Th- thank you, Ronald Reagan. Right. And But what is interesting about this is—and the Bush tax cut is an interesting example, because the Bush tax cut was just a tax cut. There was no reform. It was a temporary tax cut, which at the time was also a budget trick yeah. to—like they're doing here—to stay, to be able to pretend like it will have less of an impact on the deficit than it did. And the argument at the time was the United States had a surplus. I mean, this is hard to imagine, but the economy was so good in the 90s with a Democratic president that we had more money. We were bringing in more money than we were spending as a country. And Bush ran on the idea that it is your money, right? The government should have the money. You should have your money. So we're going to give that money back to you. That was that idea was a disaster because it ballooned the deficit that Barack Obama had to spend eight years getting us out of. But what they've done here is... The other, so you can give a big tax cut. You can give one. You can give a tax cut to people to lower taxes, or you can reform the tax code, where you go in there, you take out the loopholes that don't make sense, simplify you, you it, simplify it, make it easier. Which is a good. That is the right thing to do. We actually had a corporate tax reform plan that was deficit neutral, that mm-hmm. lowered the rate only to twenty eight percent, and paid for itself by getting rid of loopholes. Right. This is neither tax reform nor a tax cut. It is a mix of the two so that they can say they did tax reform. So they carve out some things they don't like to push conservative policies. They lower the corporate rate, but they don't are they're unwilling to take on things like the carried interest loophole which go which benefits hedge funds managers to be they don't want to take that political heat to pay for it. So you're cutting corporate taxes and you're trying to pay for some of it by eliminating things that help individuals who are mostly Democrats. And so the whole thing is this Frankenstein amalgamation of terribleness, and it makes no policy sense, and it makes no political sense other than the idea that we just have to do something. I was going to say, I think so many of the worst parts of this bill uh, came to be because they're just they're so desperate to get to yes and to pass something. And someone in the New York Times piece said this, I think it was some lobbyist, said there's like a Christmas tree-like yep. aspect of this bill where you just keep adding things onto it in order. So oil drilling in Alaska. Yeah, absolutely. We need, uh, we need Lisa Murkowski's vote. A couple, you know, crazy things on abortion in the house. Yeah, absolutely. We need a bunch of house conservatives to say yes to this. And so they just keep adding bad shit onto this bill so they can get to yes. And the difference with healthcare was this sort of puzzle where, you know, if you gave on one thing to get a vote, then you'd lose some other votes on something else. Here, you can just keep adding on and spending more money yeah. and adding to the deficit. And if you go past $1.5 trillion, which is the magic number where you can't go past because then you need 60 votes in the Senate, then you just add a bunch of accounting gimmicks yeah. uh, on paper so that, you know, 10, 15 years from now, it looks like it balances out. But right now it doesn't. So between the accounting gimmicks and between adding anything necessary to get the votes that you need, it's going to look like a pretty awful bill. Yeah. So like you said, it was this Christmas tree of a bunch of bullshit, 
But everybody, and, and it's just in time for Christmas. Everybody's going to hit and get, <laughs> except we're going to get like coal in our stockings, but they're going to get some good shit, apparently. At least what they think is going to be good shit. So, like, have you ever heard of um, trickle-down economics? Oh, I, or, I I have heard of that. I heard of that. It's it's a super sound version of economics. Patrick, I'm going to break it down for you. You may not know. I, I just, you're not an expert in this kind of stuff. Educate me. Let me I'm know. I'm going to let you know. So basically what happens is this, right? You get a rich person. You get your Joe Schmo. You get your 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 your, your, your J.D. Rockefeller, whatever. Your J.D. You know? Rockefeller. You get, you get that guy, right? And you're like, man, J.D. Rockefeller has a lot of money. But you know what? J.D. Rockefeller has a lot of stuff going on. He has to take care of the of the of the uh, the mansion. Got to take care of his office employees and stuff like that. And you're like, damn, J.D. Rockefeller. He really could with all that money. He could make a lot of jobs happen. But he's just so strapped for cash. That's a problem. You know, mm-hmm. it's very difficult. How do I make it now? I have this economy going on here, and I really want to have more people with jobs. What I need to do for this J.D. Rockefeller cat and his friends. You know, I need to go ahead and put a little bit more money in his pocket. Because when you know he, yep. what J.D. Rockefeller's going to do with that money in his pocket yep. immediately? Because what do you do when you get money, obviously? When you get money in your pocket, you immediately go ahead and, and hire somebody. Obviously, we all do it. <laughs> so we all do. This is what happens all the time. So you give him a tax break, and you give him a little more money in his pocket. He's all, damn, this pocket is heavy. Yep. Well, I'm going to do this extra money. I should hire a bunch of people. That's exactly I, that's what J.D. Rockefeller is going to do. He's a job creator. He's a job creator, and he only creates jobs when he has extra money in his pocket. It does not matter about supply and demand and having higher demand. He doesn't care about that. He just cares when he has extra money. He just randomly says, I need to give this money to somebody. That's what everyone knows. It's true. Yeah. Um. So I don't want to get too much into economics. Okay, it gets really geeky. I already broke it down for you. But uh, I'm going to explain to you what I learned when I was in school. Um. Trickle-down theory is what you call it. It's also called supply-side economic theory, okay? Um, that's one theory. The counter-argument to that, which is mostly the democratic argument to economics... Or the logical argument? <laughs> it's called the Keynesian economics. Okay. Okay, and I'll explain to you what that is. Break it down. But supply-side economics, exactly what you said, bro, uh-huh. is they say, you know what? The rich and the job creators, um, the rich have money, so they create jobs. Your boss is rich, isn't he? The owner of the company is rich, right? He is. You got to allow him to be rich and allow him to take that money so he can do shit with it, right? But you know what we find, Angelani, is rich people actually don't go and spend money. Because you know what happens is they're only so, like Kardashian, let's say Kim Kardashian, right? Mm-hmm. She'll, 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 go, she'll go to a tax break and she'll buy like a yacht, right? She'll go and buy maybe one or two yachts. You think, well, great for the yacht manufacturer, right? Because he gets to sell a fucking yacht. The problem is, when you have that much money, we have that type of money. When, when, when you exceed your, 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 your basically your sustainable life and beyond in terms of costs, that money you take, you, you don't go and create fucking jobs like you're saying. You don't just go hire people and you keep that money or you store offshore somewhere or you find ways so the government can't come in and you don't have to contribute to taxes or to any more funding. Now... Republicans really believe that. Republicans really believe that supply-side economics, that um, you do not allow the government to take the money because they don't know what they're doing with it, right, um, for the benefit and the good of the country. They don't feel that way. They feel that they should be paying a fair amount or a reasonable amount, but more importantly, they should be paying an equitable amount. That's how they feel, okay? Um, supply-side theory is that most of the stuff happens on the supply side, and it trickles down to the lower folks. And thus, that's how you stimulate and maintain the economy. It's a true fact, but it's it's a falsehood. It never has worked. It has not worked. It's never taken It place. hasn't worked since the 1980s, even beyond uh, uh, when they tried it first then. Because it, it has not yeah, worked. That's so not what's going to happen. Keynesian economics says it differently. 
Keynesian economics says that you you allow the masses, right? You give the masses a certain amount of resources, right? The masses actually, because they have a multiplier effect, allows for the stimulation and growth of the economy. I'll give you an example. So they say, for instance, um, instead of giving tax breaks for the wealthy, you give it to the middle class. Because what happens is when the middle class takes that tax break, remember that, I don't know if you remember that, you got that tax return from Bush, you got that check in the mail, you're like, yeah. oh my God, I got $500 from Bush or $900, right? That was smart too. One, because politically and from a optics point of view, you're awesome, right? Because mm. people love getting checks. And they purposely made, made, made out to only, uh, to, to allow for checks to be distributed. I don't know if you knew that. But they did it on purpose because they wanted to be able people to receive paper checks. They didn't mm. want it just to be direct deposited. Um, because people get that uh, that tactile feeling of oh my god I actually got a check from the government it's a refund. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what 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 happens is that you take the 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 money that comes in through taxes right and you distribute it back okay to middle class. Because what happens is the average person who gets a nine hundred dollar check they'll actually take that money and they won't just store it in the bank or try to find some fucking offshore funds. You know what they do? They'll go buy groceries with it. Hell yeah, they'll spend it immediately. Okay, they'll go buy some clothes. Yeah. Okay, they might go buy some more food. They may go to Costco, right? Yeah. And even they go and purchase like a new TV, right? That's still, what that does is that sale stimulates that business, small or large, which allows that business to go ahead and grow and allows that business to go ahead and hire more people, open more businesses. That's how you stimulate not, not only the economy from the large corporation, but also to the mom and pop stores. I will give you a You top- give the money to the uh, to the middle class because they will spend it immediately. Exactly. I'll give you a topical example of why what you just said is absolutely true. Think about this. When you see Black Friday, which is was historically the reason why it's called Black Friday because it was way companies were trying to get back into the black in reference to their sales. Oh, wow. Okay. Right? Now, when you see Black Friday, who do you see in line? You don't see rich and famous people there. I saw Warren Buffett. <laughs> exactly Bill Gates no no you did not no. no you did not you know why because they're not the ones who are like raising there and look for a deal and spend money when they have it so if they're like the, these people the people who are at the Black Friday sales they're the ones who are ready to spend money which will right. push things up push markets up it's just facts of economy so like don't even believe what July and I are saying okay um, I'm gonna give you some facts okay so um, it didn't work during the Reagan administration Okay, and it worked only slightly because they had a tax rate as high as 70%, which is true. If you go and look at back of the tax rate in the 1980s, it was like a 70% for like um, the uber wealthy. Okay, but you know, in other countries, you know what the tax rate for the uber wealthy is, Jelani? It's like 92%. That means the uber wealthy only get to keep 7% of what they make. And they may, and that may sound shitty, but we're talking about the billionaires and the multi, multi, multi millionaires. And they're fine with it. You may only get to keep a billion dollars. That's fucked up. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so it didn't work back then, okay, or it barely, it, it had a blimp back then, but trickle-down trickle down economics no longer works specifically in 2017 because the rates are half of what they were back in the 80s. So, you know, we talked about corporations, how if they get this big tax cut. Yes. The notion that they're going to bring the money back in off offshores, okay, and reinvest back in their companies. Of course it would. What happens is companies don't reinvest unless there's a demand to do so. Which is what I just said. Exactly. Okay. Like, they're, a company's not going to go and just because they're flush with more money, they're not going to simply go and open more shops. They're going to pay back to their uh, shareholders, right? Which is what they're, they're legally it. obligated to do. That's absolutely correct. So, um, this is from the CEOs themselves, okay? The CEOs of Cisco, 
Pfizer and Coca-Cola said that they would use the extra money cash to pay dividends to their shareholders. Fact. The CEO of Amgen, which is um, a huge corporation, said that they would use the proceeds to go ahead and buy back shares of their own stock. Okay? Um, it, uh, <laughs> so that, in effect, the business tax cut would boost their stock prices but wouldn't actually create more jobs. This is like this is what they said they're gonna do. This is what we're gonna intend on doing with the money that comes in. And the thing is, I don't blame them. Like it makes sense that the thing is like what you're saying. Like it's it's so logical because if I were to, if you were to really get even some of these poor Republicans who are voting to have these people do these stupid things to them, and you were to ask them if you had this much money, what would you do? Eventually, it would get to the point where it's like, yeah, I would just keep the money, or I would do what I'm legally obligated to do, like. They only give money to their shareholders because they're they're obligated that's to do right. so. That's if you said correct. you don't even gotta do that, they wouldn't even do that. That's a good point. So, um, the most, so just going back real quick to the uh, uh, there's so much to talk about. Going back to regarding the wealthy, okay, and what what they're gonna do with their money, okay. Um, so the most significant tax cuts um, by most economic uh, economists say should go to the middle class, who are more likely to spend every single dollar that they get. Okay, that is that's that's just fact. Okay, the wealthy use tax cuts to save or invest. Okay, and investment is basically gambling. Like I don't give a shit what you say. You are fucking gambling. You're betting on a company to raise a certain to, to to perform at a certain level. Okay, if I'm putting money on Los Angeles Lakers, I'm hoping they perform at a, a certain level. But my shit is, I find the result in three hours. Okay, you may find the result in a year. Yeah, and if you had the power to sit there and talk to Lavar, uh, Lonzo Ball and yeah. say, look here, bro, uh, you're not performing the way I need you to perform, all right? I have invested a lot of money <laughs> in you, or I need you to go take care of that, yeah. all right? Get out there and make shit happen. Go you would it. do it, Absolutely. and that's what they're doing. That's what they're doing. So um, the wealthy use tax cuts to save or invest, and that thus helps the stock market, but doesn't drive demand. What did I just fucking say, Jelani? Once demand is there, then businesses create more jobs to meet it. This is quoted by a fucking economist. I'm sorry, I didn't put the and quotes, but this is not me saying this. This is an economist who's saying this. But this is economic, This is economics 101. You've all learned this, folks, in your econ class. If they still have that class in high school. They do, right? Please tell yeah, me. They, I hope that senior year you should take that shit. Right. Yeah, you've learned this. Supply and demand has always been the case. Like, if I have more people coming in saying, hey, I want your product... Damn, I need to go ahead and perform more. I need to go ahead and produce more. So I mean to have more people to do the producing for me. And on top of that, think about this. With automation coming into effect, companies don't even want to do that. Companies really don't want to hire more. If you can get away with not hiring people and have a machine do it for you, they'd rather do that. So why are you saying that, oh, yeah, they would just randomly hire more? None of that makes sense. You guys see the um, automated tellers. You guys see the robots making cars. Companies will avoid spending money on an actual human being as much as they possibly could. It's human just a fact. Human beings are like the, the last thing companies spend money on. Why would human you? Human beings are the last thing because there's so much more liability to uh, to hire somebody. I mean, much, much more. If you can hire a machine or build a machine to do it, they would far more than, uh, uh, by all means, they would fucking do that. So, demonstrably, middle class tax cuts create more jobs but the best unemployment solution is government spending on infrastructure and direct to directly create jobs. I don't want to get into this because we're going to be a whole bunch of fucking conversation with leads us down another fucking road of philosophy. But the government, instead of what fucking Barack Obama did to pull us out, pull us out. That's the thing. I'm going to go on. I'm, I'm, I'm going to pull this fucking conversation over side talk about Barack Obama. Okay. We pulling the fuck over. Okay. Right. Because when it, yeah, people forget about Barack Obama, how, how he pulled us from fucking the Great Recession. 
okay? Because I remember fucking terrified because the Dow was in the fucking red, like dropped like 2,000 fucking points in like, or dropped like 2,000 points in like two days, okay? That there's something that needs to be done. And when I looked at, when I looked at what Barack Obama and the plaza are trying to do, they needed to spend money on infrastructure. Because what does infrastructure do, Jelani? It creates fucking jobs. Yes. Right? The government comes as the capital to go in and build roads. And what happens when you build roads? Like, well, what do you need when you build roads? You need a lot of cement and things like that. But people are, are, end up driving on those roads, obviously. Right, but you need fucking people. Yeah. To, to, to construction workers to be part of that job. You need, like you were saying, the materials to go ahead and uh, to go and purchase, mm-hmm. right? Which the person who owns a fucking... Uh, the person that owns a there's, fucking concrete company, the asphalt that, company, it, it, it has a ripple effect. To, right, ripple effect. and it's middle class workers who will then take that money and, and do what and it. fucking spend it. Yes, that's how you stimulate a fucking economy. Republicans do not believe in that. That's the thing, Jelani. Republicans have a systemic and fundamental core belief that 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 is not how the economy should function. That's not the belief their belief system. But like what it is, like I don't even think that's necessarily true. I think where it's like a cognitive dissonance where their ideology and math hit each other in the face and like, you know what, I'm gonna go ahead and stick with the ideology because I would I'll be damned if I'm gonna let this math get in the way of my ideology. Because they're not stupid people. They're not stupid people, Patrick. Like they understand like, okay, who's spending money on what and when and why. Like you think about the fact that like even when they get their money from their donors, like they know that like people like you and I aren't giving them that much money. Cause we don't have the money to do. But if you gave us some money and said, hey, go buy that nice TV, it's like, I will buy that because I see an immediate benefit to myself, so I'm going to go buy it. And me buying that gives a whole lot of people jobs. Yeah, I really I, I, I really believe that. That's why I'm saying these Republicans who are vote for this, it's part of their core belief. Yes. It's part of who they are as Republicans, right? So I almost can't hate them because this is what they truly believe. Exactly. Right? So... What's next, right? What what happens what's next? next? So Please, so so what ha- so what happens next is it comes down to the votes. Do we have the votes? Republicans are in the same situation they were with healthcare that they can only lose no more than two votes. Okay, so dust off our old good old patriots, right? Like the John McCain's and the Susan Collins, right? Actually, I heard some stuff about John McCain recently. Fuck him. Okay, so um, they were supposed to pass it last night, which I you know I just talked about. Um, but they didn't have the votes to do so. So the GOP says, the Republican says as of this afternoon that um, uh, that they're going to have a vote tonight um, and that the GOP does have the votes to do so, to pass it, that is. So by the time you're listening to this, it'll already probably be passed the Senate, at least the Senate bill. So let's break it down. Republicans right now cannot lose more than two votes. Mitch McConnell has says that they have the votes and, quote, um, you know, we talked about our good friend, John McCain. John McCain said he will vote for the tax reform. John McCain said, and I quote, I believe this legislation, though far from perfect, would enhance American competitiveness, boost the economy, and provide long overdue tax relief for middle class families. You know, our good friend, Susan Collins, mm-hmm. Senator Susan Collins of Maine said she has secured the changes she needs to, to vote yes. For example, the bill will now include a $10,000 deduction for state and property taxes. That's what it took to get her vote. So there, there are three other Republican senators, uh, two specifically, um, that we were watching. Senator Jeff Flake and Senator Steve Daines of Montana and Ron Johnson of Wisconsin. They were originally holdouts. Remember Senator Flake, the mm-hmm. one that fucking Trump bashed? 
um, they are now all three are voting and supporting the bill. So uh, that gives Republicans enough votes. That's it. <gasps> That's done. Uh, but good old Senator Bob Corker from Tennessee. Bob Corker. Uh, he said he would not vote for it. He went out before the bill. Well, that's just one Bob Corker. I need, I need somebody else. Yeah, you need one other person. So um, Corker is the last holdout, and there are, of course, no Democratic senator support. Um, that is where we are at. Um, I am now going to go sit in the corner, shut off the lights, and sit in a complete uh, fetal position. Makes sense to me. I can understand that. So I want to show you, Lonnie, and just to kind of uh, move off Tax tax reform because we got some more juicy stuff to talk about. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be a long pod. Just just buckle <laughs> in. It's gonna be a long fucking pod. Okay, so 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 let me just break down some some facts for folks. So let's say for instance you make so let's go if you make less than ten thousand dollars a year, Jelani, um, estimated taxes, four uh, percent of taxpayers in your income group would get a tax cut in twenty nineteen. Uh, by twenty twenty seven. Uh, 1% would get a tax cut and 2% would pay more in taxes. Okay, so let's go to something a little more reasonable. Uh, is let's say you make, so for the college students, and this is right out of college, right? Thirty dollars to $40,000. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, 61% of taxpayers in your income group would get a tax cut in 2019, which we talked about. We did talk about that. But by 2027, only 9% would get a tax cut and 21% would pay more in taxes. So let's go to a little bit higher end. Okay, yeah. Let's go to maybe some higher end. Um, you live in California, New York. You're single. You're married. You know, maybe you work. Maybe you work, work part time. Fifty to seventy thousand dollars a year you make. Okay. Good news. Eighty one percent of taxpayers in your income group would get a tax cut in 2019. Yay. So you probably you might be part of that eighty one percent. Uh, but by 2027, only 14% would get a tax cut, but the other tw- uh, but 26% would pay more in taxes. So at least a quarter of those folks will pay more in taxes. So let's go to the higher end, okay? The $100,000 to $200,000, okay, a year. 84% of taxpayers in this group would get a tax cut in 2019, but by 2027, 32% would get a tax cut and only 30% would pay more in taxes. Mm. It's pretty good, right? So let's go to $500,000 to a million, okay? All right, this gets juicy. 91%, (laughs) 91 fucking, look. Um, if you made twenty to thirty thousand dollars, only forty five percent of you would gain. I, I've, yeah, okay, heard, yeah. I, I've done the math I'm, in my head. I'm just going back. Okay, no, 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 if you make twenty thousand dollars or thirty thousand dollars, you get forty five percent of you are gonna get a tax cut. Forty five percent, okay. But if you make five hundred thousand to a million dollars, ninety one percent of you motherfuckers will get a tax cut in twenty nineteen. I don't see why that's the problem. It sounds good to me. And by 2027, 58% would get a tax cut, permanent tax cut. Forevers. Okay. And only 37% would pay more. All right. Let's go to the fucking millionaires. That's just 1 million. Okay. (laughs) 80% of those making a million dollars or more will get a tax cut in 2019. Okay. Um, Like 8 out of 10. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But by 2027... 61% 61% would get a tax cut. Fucking 61% would get a tax cut. Remember, 45% was a twenty to uh the twenty to thirty thousand dollars a year. Mm-hmm. 
61% would get a tax cut and 39% would get would pay more in taxes. Um it just it behooves me, Jelani. But this is what they do. This is what they do. This is what Republicans do when they get in office. I can't blame a tiger for being a tiger. He has stripes and you can't change them. Because they have stripes on them. If you you throw a three-year-old into with a lion and a lion, the the, the, the tiger and the tiger eats a fucking three-year-old, I'm like, it's a fucking tiger. Also, why the fuck you throw a three-year-old in there? Who, that's your problem. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, this is what they do. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, you They're just vicious, be, yes. and they just go at it because this is the nature to do. That's what they do. It's simply their nature. Yeah, you can't I'm, blame them. I cannot. I, will, I refuse to blame them. You just being yourself. But it's you know right. who I'm going to blame, though? Who, 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 who are we going to blame? Motherfucker who touched he who don't like to be touched. Oh, the fucking perverts. The that's the next crims. story. That's it. Okay, them. look. Get in. So, all right. Okay, so we're going to talk about... Um, Okay, we're talking about those folks who've been on the news that uh, continue to be sh- to grope women, who sexually harass and touch women, and folks who you clutch my pearls that you would find out that these motherfuckers are perverts. First example number one, Matt fucking Lauer of the, the Today Show. No, Matt Lauer was almost like a damn near evil genius. You hear about the fucking his little the 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 button under his desk that locked the no. door. No, he has a button under his desk. <laughs> First of all. What kind of Bruce Wayne shit? How who who installed that shit for him? He's like, look, I need a button in my office, right? And when I press the button under my desk, I need that door to lock tight. <laughs> Nobody can get in that motherfucker until I unlock, push this button. That's what the motherfucker did. But that, that that's some high class, super duper evil shit he had. That's like, what the fuck? Okay, so you have him, and go look it up. You know, uh, we're not going to go into all the sort of details of each one, but these are just folks that have come out because of Weinstein. Don't you think Harvey Weinstein now look looks across his like, like like the casualties that have been slewn across like the the political entertainment land landfill? What he's saying is everything that the darkness touches is his kingdom. That's what he's yeah. basically saying. Like he's basically and- this is I've like laid this out to say you know what all of us trash men together can live in harmony in our fucking. <laughs> I don't even know. I'm very concerned though that it's gonna get to be like it doesn't have any effect anymore because 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 people are starting to say like, oh you know, motherfuckers are assholes. Like that's what they do. No. All because right. it's coming out, but it's all across the spectrum. Bill Cosby. Right? I mean, this is before, but I'm just saying it, it spews all across the entire spectrum. There is some concern about that that fear being true but the, i don't know if it's necessarily true yet because people are still getting fired still people are still getting their comeuppance true except true, very true except in small little cases do you know the situation with terry cruz right ted cruz no i'm talking about terry cruz who's terry cruz terry cruz is the big buff guy from terry uh, cruz yes terry cruz, i heard actor. about him All yeah right. the comedian well comedian actor so forth so on he plays in movies like um, white girls and he was in the big bald black guy exactly yes he was in uh, he's in he's Mock, in uh, not Mock, Brooklyn Nine Nine and all that kind of stuff the Chris Rock uh, the Chris Rock show what was that the, everybody hates Chris he yeah was the, dad. the dad yes all those things all those things all right anyway so he had a situation where he came out which was very brave of him because came he, out being gay no. Oh, he came out about how he being he was sexually harassed. Got it. I need you, you to slow down. When you say coming out, I want you to let me finish the sentence. Good you, point. <laughs> Good point. I should listen. To yes, you. he came out saying like you know he experienced sexual harassment as well, where like uh, uh, a gentleman who was gay, uh, but still very very powerful in Hollywood, grabbed his penis Whoa. in front of his wife, in front of Terry's wife, in front of Terry's what? wife, in front of Terry's wife. 
All right, and he was like, just like, uh, uh, you know. And what he came do? You out, do? He came out and said something about it eventually, right? And like in the, in the midst of all this stuff, and then the dude who did that, I forgot the guy's name. The name escapes me, but he was put on administrative leave. He, I think, he works for Amazon or something. He's putting administrative leave for one month, and then he's back That's to work it. now. That's but he's it. back to work. Everybody else is fired, but this dude who grabbed the big black dude, he's back to work. So a situation where like, well, okay, if you're you know, messing with uh, white women or something like that, then it's a real big problem. But you're in a situation where it's anybody else. Like, there's ways to say, well, it's not that big of a deal. Because remember when Harvey Weinstein was trying to say that he didn't do anything with Lupita, the old, Lupita Nyong'o. He was not saying he didn't do anything to anybody else. But once it was a black girl, he was like, oh, well... Well, I don't remember that happening. It's like it's like it's always a situation like, oh wait a minute, all of a sudden. So like it's, all it's, of a sudden. Yeah. So it's I don't think it's a situation where p- towards your concern, it's gonna be a situation where it just gets we get fatigue. Yeah, fatigue. That's why fatigue. We're fatigued I don't think about it. Now it's it's happening over and over again because it's so big. People are getting shocked by it actually. Yeah. They're like, oh my god. Yeah, but what happens is like you gotta realize you can't just do this shit. Like. Here's the thing. You can be sexually attracted to women or people or anybody. I do it all the time. I'm sexually attracted to a lot of people. But a lot know, of you all the time. But you know what I don't do? I don't even push my shit on people. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't just be like, hey, yo, I'm locking this door. And you go sit and talk to me, girl. Like, that's not so, what happens, bro. So I was talking to my um, I was talking to my boss. We were sitting around. And she's a female, right? And then we're talking about all these uh, guys that's happened and stuff. And I was talking about Louis C.K. And I was like, you know, hey, you heard about Louis C.K., right? She's like, no, what happened? And I was like, well, told this story about what someone said about how he was just masturbated in front of, like, other comedians, right? Just brought him to the back to the fucking hotel room. Say, hey, let me pull out my schlong, right? And, like, you could tell how tough my boss was because she was like, that's so fucking ridiculous. Like, 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 yeah, you're a dude. Yeah, yeah, oh. Like, you didn't think I know that you have a penis? Like, you know, like, who the fuck thinks, like, you want to see your fucking schlong? Like, I was like, that's true, boss. Like, who the fuck thinks you just want to see here? Let me look at look at my glorious fucking white penis, Mr. Louis C.K. All the glory. So, speaking of white penises. What um, the hell? What kind of segue? Charlie Rose. You know who Charlie Rose is, I've right? heard of Charlie Rose. Charlie Rose is like, oh, okay. So, for those who need to geek out or Charlie Rose, um... Is like the epitome of journalistic like integrity. This guy was like co-host of uh, CBS News. It's Charlie fucking Rose. He's also the journalistic integrity of creepiness. Like he is. <laughs> I mean, he was on. He's on sixty minutes. You know, sixty, 60 minutes. minutes of creepiness. So. <laughs> So he, he he was fired recently because of um, allegations of sexual harassment and um, John Connors. You yeah, know who John yeah, Connors yeah, he's a, a Democratic um, something. Black congressman, eighty eight fucking years old. Being black don't mean nothing. I know, but it's important in Congress because there's not many many black congressmen out there. Yeah, but also he's a Democrat, and like that hurts my heart a little he bit. He is but, a Democrat. But hey, you're a creep. You're a creep. Nancy like Pelosi s- asked for him to resign. Yeah, when I say let them all go down, let them all go down. Yeah, and you know who else? I don't know who else. Russell Simmons. Oh no! Oh, I, I have heard about Russell Simmons. Yeah, I've met Russell Simmons. I've met Russell Simmons. And and I've not, that's not and surprised his by that. fucking lisp. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> him and his fucking lisp. I've met Russell Simmons. I'm not surprised by that. That he touched women. I'm not. I'm not. Well, him being creepy. You try to touch you? You want to confess no, something? No, no, no. I'm Go not, ahead. It's an open forum. I'm sure it is. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm not saying he necessarily touched women, but I know he's creep. 
He's definitely a creep. So if he did anything that was like creepy, Tell me. make people uncomfortable. What happened to Russell Simmons? What do you I'm mean just up? saying. He's always in the What hearing. happened? You can't say shit and not. Uh, ain't no, no, no. Russell don't care about you. No, I'm but sure. But that's suing you for slander. I'm sure he doesn't. All I'm saying is he's always hanging around with a bunch of women and stuff. And like there was one point in time where he actually made a joke in one of his actual uh, documentaries. Like, all right, he got the France. And it was like, oh, Mr. Simmons, I'm so glad you're here in France. What do you need? Like thinking that the guy's going to ask for. Um, uh, a, a limousine or like taken to the restaurant and the thing Russell Simmons said he said it himself verbatim he's all well I'm just looking for some cocaine and some pussy and they're like well by all means sir we'll be right this way <laughs> like as if pussy is something you can just pussy. serve up yeah pussy exactly something you can just serve up if it's not attached to a human being that has to be a willing participant oh no 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 we've, we've had this here waiting for you what the fuck so for those who don't know Russell Simmons famous music producer um, said he's stepping down from his company Lon was saying his company Def, uh, Def Jam? Yes. They still make records? Yes. Okay. It's Def Jam. What the hell? Well, who's That's on Def Jam course. that I know of? Huh? That I might know of. Who's on Def Jam you might know of right now? No, I mean recently, yeah. Do I know anybody? Um, I guess uh, the thing I, that you might know of is Ludacris. Oh, Luda. Okay, Luda's on Def Jam. Yes. Cool. All right. So early last week, a model accused Simpsons of, or <laughs> Simmons of sexually assaulting her when she was a teenager in the 90s. Russell Simmons denied it. But yesterday, another woman, a matter of fact, the screenwriter of Rachel Getting Married and The Mummy, said, Me too. Um, and accused Simmons of assaulting her around the same time. So Simmons have recently given a sort of semi apology, um, but, you know, he's stepping down, Lonnie. Well, bye, Russ. So uh, I want to give you another story about, uh, you know, these stories about. You know, women and their claims, right? Because it's kind of a crazy twist. You hear about the Washington Post story about the fake, the fake per, uh, the fake, uh, victim that came that came to them. Mm-hmm. All right. So then, I was listening to something about this on the way up here. Okay, great. So, so this is some crazy shit. So, uh, a woman who, f- who falsely accused, um, so a woman came forward to the Washington Post. Okay, she posed as a victim of Ray of, of Roy Moore. Right? Mm-hmm. Remember Ray Moore, the Republican mm-hmm. candidate? Okay. So she approaches the Washington Post. Um, and Ray Moore, Roy Scott, fucking Ray. Roy Moore um, is running for a U.S. Senate in, um, in Alabama. Now, she came forward and she claimed that Roy Moore impregnated her as a teenager. Um, and that uh, she had this whole convoluted story about Roy Moore thinking that the Washington Post was going to actually run and just run with this story. Immediately, because they they're not reporters. Because they're not a fucking reporter. So, um, in a series of interviews over two fucking weeks, Jelani, the woman shared a dramatic story about an alleged sexual relationship with Moore back in 1992 that led to an abortion when she was 15. And during the interview, she repeatedly pressed the Washington Post reporters to give their opinions on the effects that her claims could have on the Moore's candidacy if she went public. Like, she was trying to list that information. She specifically said, it is going to ruin him. Yes. Yes. So the Post didn't post any of this shit. Yeah. Okay? And as good reporters do, as news fucking agencies do, it was unsubstantiated accounts. So what they did, they started doing more research, right? And so on... on um. Uh, when they started kind of following her and doing some more background information, as good reporters do, they actually found out that she was part of this, or, or she had connection with this group called uh, Project Veritas. Okay, you know what Veritas is? Uh, James O'Keefe. James O'Keefe. So that's a group that 
had um, basically all these kind of undercover videos about Democratic parties and stuff and all their like shenanigans that they were doing, which was a big setup for him. So um, they find out that she was connected to him. Now, Post reporters confronted her with the inconsistencies in her story, okay? And then they also went to her internet postings, okay? And and asked her about doubts, uh, about raising doubts about her motivation, um, her motivation. There's actually a video on it online. If you go to Washington Post, you can see the whole video on it, like basically an undercover video. Um, and she insisted that she was not working with any organizations or any other, or, or that she targeted any journalists. Now, Monday morning, this past Monday, Washington Post reporters um, saw her walking in, saw this girl walking into New York offices of Project Veritas, James O'Keefe offices, an organization that targets mainstream news medias and left-leaning groups. The organization set up undercover stings that involve false cover stories and covert video recordings meant to expose what the media, uh, what the group says is a media bias. That's what their job is. Now, the group's efforts illustrates the lengths to which activists are going um, have gone to try to discredit legitimate news media outlets. For all the reportings of allegations of multiple women that Moore pursued, um, and them when they were teenagers, when of course he was in his 30s. Mm-hmm. Now, if you go and you look at all these um, different crazy fucking news organ, uh, 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 these crazy um, uh, folks like Project Veritas, you'll see that a lot of that shit is like a plant. No, 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 absolutely, yeah. Because like I said, the thing I was listening to earlier today on my drive up here is that they actually had recordings of the the girl who worked for Project Veritas was trying to record the reporter, but the reporter was wise to it and she was reporting she was recording her. So it was the recording yeah, to the it, recording. It's so weird. Yeah. So it's like, oh, I, I, I thought you were going to record me. So I had a recording also. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I had it set up. And she was asking her these pointed questions to the point where she was like, can we just stop? Can we just... Because she wasn't prepared for <laughs> this. This is nonsense. She was just trying to get sound bites. She just wanted to have the Washington Post reporter say something where like, yeah, we just want to get them. We don't yeah. care what it is. We just want to get them. But that's not how they work. They, because they're actual reporters. It's not like this in the fairest plot to take down Roy Moore. No, reporters report, report. They report information. Yeah. Give me information. I will investigate the information. Yeah, and I'll you vet all, it. Yeah, I will vet it. But they don't think people, they're like, no, I just... Give me a scoop. Yeah, I don't care what the scoop says. Give me the scoop. It was funny as fuck. It was hilarious. It was like one of it's like those things where you see like on TV where like it's just undercover where this woman uh, plots to like kill her husband and she hires like a hitman and it's like the police who she's hiring and they come on and like they call the woman on it or like like they come on and say oh yeah we killed your husband and she comes out she's like oh my god you killed my husband oh my god I can't believe he's dead this and that and they're like bitch you told us a week ago that you were trying to kill him no bro that that's the exact same thing happened that's exact shit there was a dude happened. who did that and, he, and like like she actually happened to have hired the dude's friend she didn't know that I heard about that yeah, yeah. so stupid dumb dumb stupid just divorce them just divorce them. Like, just break why away why you kill him for I was like you don't, why? Want me, you don't want to be with me that's fine it's, why you kill just him walk away. why you gotta die why you gotta die cause you don't like me no more the funny shit about those is when they like show the video of them like finding out their husband's dead and they're all like oh my god it can't uh, happen uh, I never knew it happened bitch bitch you knew it happened and he walks through the door so what <laughs> so what's now I know <laughs> stupid Oh, I'm done with this fucking story. Uh, okay, are we done? Are we done in general. Can we, we talk to... about net net neutrality? Woo! <laughs> Let's talk about net neutrality. Woo! Okay, do we? We talked about this a few, we, a yes, few weeks ago. Yes, I don't a, know what part, but big, we talked about it. It's a big it. concern. They're trying to get tax report form done and this fucking ass bullshit. 
Fuck that dude who tried, who, who brought it to the table. Okay, so let's listen to John Oliver, okay? Um, who, who who actually, fucking back in May of this year, how many months ago was that? Like six months ago, he talked about this. We're going to have him explain to you what new, net neutrality is again and what the fuck, why it's so important. Let's listen up. Now, the reason for our segment three years ago was that the future of net neutrality was in question. And to their credit, the FCC took steps to safeguard it. And if you're wondering why I'm even bringing up a problem that was seemingly solved, this is why. The Trump administration today announcing plans to roll back Obama-era net neutrality rules on equal access. Of course! It seems that the Trump era will basically control Z everything that happened on Obama's watch. I genuinely would not be surprised if one night Trump went on TV just to tell us that he personally killed every turkey Obama ever pardoned. <laughs> the, the, the point is, though, once again, net neutrality is in trouble. And if you need a refresher on what it involves, please let the star of the 2007 viral smash video, uh, Chocolate Rain, explain it to you in 30 seconds. Net neutrality is the idea that your pipe to the internet, whether that is your cable internet connection, your LTE wireless internet connection, however you are receiving information via the internet, that pipeline to the internet is not allowed to arbitrarily pick favorites in terms of the content that you consume. For example, if you like to use Google search and your roommate likes to use Bing search, your internet service provider can't say, well, Bing is paying us a lot of money, so we're going to slow down Google and Yahoo and their other search engine competitors to make Bing load fast. He's right, although that's obviously just a hypothetical. There is clearly no such search engine as Bing. Or, or I don't, maybe there is, I don't know. There's really only one way to find out, and that's by Googling it, and that's kind of the point. But, but net neutrality is about more than just speed. At its heart, it is the principle that internet service providers, or ISPs like these guys, should not be able to engage in any sort of fuckery that limits or manipulates the choices you make online. It also helps ensure a level playing field so that big companies cannot undermine small companies before they can take off. And without it, Ancestry.com could easily crush my new site, just tell me if I'm related to a Nazi.com. <laughs> it's like Ancestry.com, well, except you get to skip is. all the bullshit. Okay. Best way I can explain it is um, if you think about content versus internet providers, content is like Netflix. Content is like any website that you go to that, that you like to visit versus the internet providers. Yes, we're content the, creators. The um, Yes, us too. Yes. Right? And the internet providers is we're talking about like the Comcast, the Verizon, the way the at and the way you get onto the internet. Exactly. Right? So it's like roads versus the drivers. Yeah. Right? Um, so this is what internet providers say. Verizon and Comcast say that, um, say the world they argue, which is what they call open internet, right? Um, that it isn't the governor's, the government's place to regulate their business, uh, this way. Plus it discourages them from investing into new technologies. That's what they're saying. The gov it's not the government's place to come in and tell us how to manage how people, you know, it's, it's, it's our role. We pay for the road. We pay for you to go on the internet. So you, like, it's that government's role to be able to interpret how that's done. Bullshit. <laughs> I'm, I know you're going to go into more detail, but bullshit, because, like, 
Here's the thing. The government's job, the literal government's job, is to protect us, the consumer, for people who are bigger than us. Here's the thing. You guys already make it so that if I live in this neighborhood, I have Comcast, and you live in this neighborhood, you have freaking AT&T. You've already made these mini monopolies. I can't even choose my cable provider, honestly. My cable provider is chosen by my zip code at this point in time. And now you want to have additional control over that. And it's based off of laws. The government is allowing you to do what you're trying to accomplish. So don't pretend like, oh, the government has no... Thing. When the government um, decreases rules or increases rules, it's still the government doing it. So they'll say, oh, the government has no, no point in it. If the government has no point in it, then it will be a natural law... Of, of, of the jungle and that's not what the case is you want the government to be involved just you want the government to be involved in relinquishing some of the problems that you're facing do you want to know why I like one of my favorite government agencies Jelani is a USDA you know what the USDA does Jelani they protect the meats US Department of Agriculture you know why because I can go to the store and buy a fucking pack of meat and know that it's not been fucking contaminated Patrick listen to me <laughs> go ahead. it's not the government's place to affect how me the meat producer does my meat thing, all right? <laughs> Here's the thing. The, the, if, if I poison you, then you won't buy meat from me. Yeah. Right? We just let let the market handle it. Yeah. We'll be fine. Let the market handle it. A couple people die, but the market's going to handle it. You're good. <laughs> We're okay. So content providers, like you said, you and I, okay, um, and YouTube, okay, and any other lifestyle blog that's out there, um, they're saying that it makes... Um, they're saying that it's making companies pay more for faster connections plus startups and smaller sites at a disadvantage. So it basically can allow those who um, have a monopoly and have the money to pay Verizon or any other um, uh, internet provider to give preference lanes to like the mom paw shop, to the little blogs. Yeah. So, let me give you a little bit of history. Now, in 2015, the FCC administrators appointed by Barack Obama voted in favor of net neutrality, meaning internet providers couldn't change more, more for speed or access. Now, the FCC chairman appointed by President Trump is saying, nope, that's not going to happen. So the FCC just announced that it wants to go back to letting internet providers play, play by their own rules. The committee, which will happen next month, um, will make it official. So I want to go back, Lonnie, to end this segment with John Oliver. Mm -hmm. Okay, he started this segment. I want him to end off because he has a a plea for us. Okay, and I want our folks to listen um, to John Oliver um, talk about why we need to do something about net neutrality. Tell me why, John. Tell me why. So sadly, it seems once more we the people must take this matter into our own hands because uh, the FCC are again going to invite public comment on their website and conveniently for them the process is actually a lot more complicated this time than it was three years ago. You have to go to uh, FCC.gov slash lowercase ecfs slash search dash proceedings then when you get to this page put in the proceeding number which is 17-108 then hit search and on the next page restoring internet freedom should be the only result you see. Then click on the link that says express and then and only then can you leave your comment And if you're thinking well look that's just too complicated on not doing it Don't worry because that's why we bought the URL gofcyourself.com <laughs> And if you simply go there it will land you straight on this page Where all you have to do is hit express and comment telling Ajit Pai that you specifically support strong net neutrality backed by title 2 oversight of ISPs and every internet group 
needs to come together like you successfully did three years ago. Every subculture must join as one. Gamers, YouTube celebrities, Instagram models, Tom from MySpace, if you're still alive. <laughs> we need all of you, even, and I cannot believe I'm saying this, Donald Trump's internet fans on sites like 4chan and Reddit, the most powerful online trolls of all. This subject is one of the few things that we actually really agree on. So simply express yourselves and harness the rage that you normally reserve for me, the rage that you used when you said I'm genuinely one of the most visually and intellectually repulsive people I've ever seen, <laughs> with oddly long thumbs, batshit crazy eyes, and a mouth that looks like a cemetery after an earthquake. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. The point is, Everyone needs to get involved. Comment now, and then maybe comment again once the FCC makes its proposal official. Even call your representative and your senators, and do not tell me that you don't have time to do this. If the internet is evidence of nothing else, it is evidence that we all have way too much time on our hands. And yes, I'm talking to you, everyone who posted, may the fourth be with you for Star Wars Day, this and every fucking year. And I'm talking to you, everyone who posted on Facebook about 10 concerts you've seen and one you didn't. And to you, everyone who did it ironically and added a clever joke twist because, and this is important, you are exactly as bad. Because you cannot say that you are too busy when five 540,000 of you commented on Beyonce's pregnancy announcement, and 673 of you took the time to review the Grand Canyon on Yelp, seven of whom gave it a one-star review. What the fuck is wrong with you? And I'm specifically looking at you, person on Amazon who gave The Wolf of Wall Street one star because, and I quote, there were no wolves in the movie. And to you, the 31 people who took the time to say they found that review helpful. <laughs> and finally, I'm looking at the frankly surprising number of people who, for some reason, keep tweeting, choke me, daddy, at the Pope. <laughs> you are, you're wasting your time. He's not going to choke you. The optics would be very bad. <laughs> so come on. I am calling upon all of you, the internet's time wasters and troublemakers, to join me once more in just five to ten minutes of minor effort. I need you to do this once more unto the breach, my friends. Simply go to this URL and tell the FCC to preserve net neutrality and Title II. Once again, commenters, America needs you to rise or, more accurately, remain seated in front of your computer screen to this occasion. So please, fly, my pretties, fly once more! FCC Pause yourself. what you're doing right now. Do it. Stop. Don't even. I don't care. Just stop. Pull over. You're in a car. Pull over. Don't, you're you're is, on the phone. Go to the website. Like that is totally true. Podcasts are based on the interwebs. Everybody who is listening to this is it just, it just affects you. Exactly. It's a situation where it's it's free and clear because the fact that this person, this 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 Patrick and I. Yes, call him this Patrick and I can do this is the fact that it's a free open space neutrality <laughs> as far as the net is concerned. We don't have anything that's raising us up or lowering us down. And it's for anybody else who has the same situation. You want to have that free open access. It should be the wild, wild west. It should not be, oh, I have more money. I'm more important. You don't want that. Nobody wants that. No, 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 no. So please, I'm done ad uh, advocating and talking about it. Because I think we beat this fucking horse dead. But listen, John Oliver. 
Please go. Stop. The horse is already dead. You know what's not dead? What's not dead? Robert Mueller. No, Bob is not dead. Bob don't die. Rob Mueller got a mission here. So Rob Mueller is a special prosecutor, Jelani, um, that's trying to figure out what's going on between uh, any type of collusion that may have gone with Russia and with Donald Trump. And what happened today, Patrick? All right, so big fucking news. So you know what line when I know why it's a big fucking story? It's because I get a lot of Google alerts, okay? I get like a lot of like news to shit on my phone, okay? Yeah. Uh, my email, my inbox is full of shit, okay? When tell me why... For 12 consecutive emails were about Michael Flynn pleading guilty. Because this is a big motherfucking deal. Well, it's a big motherfucking deal for most people. Because I've seen the one or two people on Twitter calling this a, a nothing burger. And, and it's not that important. And don't worry about it. It's going to be okay. Then the, the president's going to get out of this unscathed. But continue. Oh. Please talk more. Oh, oh. This this is done. This uh, the uh, the the... Uh, any uh, any saying you want to use the uh, milk is spilt. Is okay. the milk spilt? The um, it's water under uh, not water under the bridge. Okay. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> you don't even you don't even know what that means. No. You said things. Uh, the genie's out of the bottle. Really? Right? <laughs> you gonna say words now? You gonna say words? Huh? Um. Okay. So this is what happened with Michael Flynn. Okay. Uh, Michael Flynn, who was the national security advisor. I know that. Okay. Guy. Um, he has now pleaded guilty to lying to the FBI and that he is working on a plea agreement with Robert Mueller. That's funny, Patrick, because, I mean, lying to the FBI, while a pretty serious charge, doesn't <laughs> sound like the most serious charge. Doesn't sound like something you would plead guilty to unless... So, President Trump's former national security advisor, Michael Flynn, has pleaded guilty just today to lying to the FBI about conversations with the Russian ambassador... Ambassador last December, becoming the first senior White House official to pledge cooperation in the special counsel's wide-ranging inquiry of election meddling. Mr. Flynn's pre-inauguration discussions uh, with Russian ambassador, ambassador were part of a coordinated effort by aides running Mr. Trump's transition to the White House to create foreign policy before they were in power. Documents released as part of um, Mr. Flynn's plea agreement. Well, you can go online and actually literally read fact of what happened. Fake news. <laughs> fake fucking news. This is not fake news. This is like, it, like literally the charge, Lonnie, is United States of America versus Michael Flynn. I don't, I don't believe this <laughs> Like shit. the United States is against you. I don't believe that shit. That shit. Mm, Michael Flynn. It's nothing burgers. It's all nothing burgers. I'm going to have a new restaurant called Nothing Burgers. And you go inside <laughs> and you pay me money and you get nothing back. And you get nothing back. So um, now this was part of Trump's, Mr. Trump's transition into the White House to create a foreign policy before they were even in fucking power. Documents that released um, a show. Now, their efforts undermined the existing policy of President Barack Obama and floated, flouted a warning from senior Obama administration official to stop meddling in foreign affairs until the after the inauguration. So during the transition while Barack Obama was still in power, the Barack Obama administration told them to stop fucking around because they knew what was going on. And Isn't then that they, crazy? And then they fire homeboy also? They did. As a matter of fact, like I said, we said in other podcasts that Barack Obama told Trump, you got to fucking let this Flynn guy go. He's bad fucking news. 
So, Mr. Flynn's decision to plead guilty marked a significant phase in the investigation and of a politically treacherous development for the president and his closest aides, whose activists in the White House are being scrutinized by FBI agents and federal prosecutors. Mr. Flynn's admission in his plea deal could de deeply undercut the arguments made in January by Mr. Trump and his aides that were that they were not fully aware of Mr. Flynn's discussions with Russians about sanctions. Uh, remember how they said that they were like, oh, well, you know, we didn't know what the, he was fucking doing. We had no idea. Yep. Yeah, bitch, you did have a fucking idea. No, yeah, I saw it on abcnews.com, and obviously it's still new, but I've seen stuff like that already that, you know, he's already talking about the fact that, hey, homeboy told me to do this shit. That's the thing. Yeah. He already said it. Exactly. If Trump gave the order, and look, I'll tell you this much, not, not, not only is it he said, she said... Because he's gonna have fucking information that shows, bitch, you did tell me. And that's what I'm saying. Like, Flynn's Flynn, Flynn, not gonna be like, oh, oh, no, 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 he told me to. Bitch, tell me where and how do you know that you can prove to get your ass off. Exactly. And your fucking son. Exactly. And his son's under prosecution. Yes, too. he's trying to escape. Like, it's a situation where you've, we've all watched these mafia movies. It's like, oh, yeah, I caught you, but I don't really want you. Yes. I want the other guy. I yes. want the big guy. Oh, yeah. I want yeah. the big dude. Tell me what you got so we can get the big dude in. Bro, that is like basic fucking law enforcement, okay? You you catch a perp on the street who's yes. a little fucking crack rock yes. so you can get to the kingpin at the top. Exactly. Same shit works. Yes. And so anybody who's like, oh, no, he's just a pawn and he was doing this. Especially when you have this stupid narrative. He's not gone rogue. Exactly. Especially when you have this stupid narrative that he did, first of all, gone rogue. Or he did, why would he do this by himself? To what end? To and what why? end? And why? The only end to that is to benefit Donald Trump. And if he's trying to benefit Donald Trump, why would Donald Trump not know about the benefit that's going to happen to him? Why would he say, all right, I'm going to go ahead and do this of my own volition so that at the end of the situation, Donald Trump ends up being president. I'm not going to let him know about this. I wouldn't tell him about this. But at the end, he'll know he had a friend in Michael Flynn. No, motherfucker. <laughs> and you know what the crazy shit is? Reports are coming out that the White House fucking was perplexed. They had no fucking clue that Michael Flynn was doing that. Because up until last week, my uh, Michael Flynn was talking to their lawyers about how to, like, frame it and work in cooperation. As of last week, the end of last week, they stopped talking. We talked about that, too. Like, they've just no, there's no response. Like, at first, my, uh, Michael Flynn was talking to Trump's lawyers. Now he's like, you know what, bro? I'm not returning your call no more. That's it. I'm not. I'm. Uh, uh, I'm not opening your DM messages. That's not happening. It goes down in the DM. There were no leaks in advance of the former National Security Advisor uh, plan to plead guilty on uh, uh, on a single count. And lying, this was just one single count of lying to the FBI. It was not like this whole audit was like lying to the FBI because they got you, bro. They got you by the fucking balls. Exactly. Like I'm saying before, they got you on the smallest term that they can say, "Hey, I'm gonna charge you with this." Because I have other shit on. Because basically what I've read is this. Well, they say, this is what I'm going to charge you for because I have other things that I can charge you for, but I'm not going to charge you for those things because I don't want you to go to jail forever. But because I'm doing that, I need quid pro quo, homie. He got five years. Just lying to FBI. Exactly. But they, but they, but they, but they, can, they, they, can, they, can, they can finagle that. But they have the other stuff they have for him, which I know they have other stuff for him, Flynn, is what it is. Flynn has promised to fully cooperate with the Mueller investigation. I wonder why. 
and according to prosecutors, says his Russia outreach was ordered by two other top members of the Trump transition team. Claims that bring the probe deeper than ever to the Trump White House. Super deep! Jeff Sessions, remember he said, I had no, I don't know anything about Russia. Wait a minute, you mean Sessions? Sessions. Yeah, Sessions. It is going down. Homie, look. I'm, okay, look, I gotta tell you this. Okay, so when you work in politics, okay, and I just, like, people think, oh, there's all this fucking intrigue and all this shit, right? What's happening is Trump's team only knows of what's going on is what they're fucking reading. Right? That's all they know. This is not like some made up weird conspiracy shit. Like, they only know what they fucking, they only know what they fucking hear. Because, you know, I'll tell you, Lonnie, when I worked in politics, there were some stories that came out that we were like, as staffers, we wouldn't even know what was going on until we were reading like the Los Angeles Times or the SAC B to find out information. It, it, it hits you in the Because they throat. got sources. Yeah, exactly. They're like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah. You don't know what's going on. Dude. We're following them to find out what's going on, even if shit that's going on in our, in, in our own fucking party or in our own fucking office. So, you know, Trump people are like, oh, what the fuck? Exactly. Every Trump fucking high-level administrator, you better have a fucking lawyer. Ooh, you Your better. Own lawyer. You better have him. You better have him. Do something. But still, stay tuned. This story is getting deeper and deeper. Goodness gracious. Speaking of getting deep, I have no segue for that. I just want to say, <laughs> speaking of getting deep, I have no segue for that. But we are done with the news segment. I, I had nothing for that. I didn't even know why I said it. It's all that good. Was, that was a really weird segment that, went, that led to nothing. Um, we're done with the new segment, so we might as well go ahead and jump into the next segment. Let's go ahead and take those news clothes off and get into our Sunday best, because it's time for that weekend wrap-up. And we're back. <laughs> I don't know if I have... Uh, a weekend, whatever you say before the Sunday best. What do you say? A news clothing? I don't have news clothing. <laughs> you didn't wear news clothing? No, I don't wear news clothing. Well, then what the hell am I wearing right now? What the, oh, shit. Well, I, yeah, take it off. I just take this I can off. leave it on. Whatever you got. Well, no. I took it off now because I'm wearing the weekend wrap-up. I was wearing it previously. Uh, So, so me, well, a portion of my weekend, actually, I, 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 I spent with you, unfortunately. But I'll go ahead and talk about some other things first. So, you know how you at your house. This is actually because we had two weekends, but I'm only going to talk about one because only only one I can remember, honestly. Wow. I can't remember what happened last time. Um, but you know, in your home, you have the Google Home. One of our friends gifted you with one. It was beautiful. You use it all the time. Not very smart, though. Not as smart as my Pixel, my Google Assistant. Really? We talked about this. Well, we did. Maybe, maybe I forgot about that, too. Anyway, here's the thing. Lo and behold, Black Friday passed, and I looked online and found out that the Google Mini, which is all I need for my little bitty home, is was 30 bucks. So I picked that motherfucker up. You loving it? I love it. When I come home, it's like, welcome home, Jelani. It says that shit. I'm like, oh, yay. That's cool. Yeah. I, I mean, like, I only need so many things. I, and obviously, for the most part, the speaker, it ends up being... Um, uh, it plays music for me um, as a speaker. It gives me reminders when I wake up in the morning. I'm like, "Oh, tell me the news," and it goes and breaks down what the weather's gonna be like, what my the, my very commute, convenient commute's gonna be like, and then it gives me the news that I want to listen to. Like it specifically talks about like actual real politics, but it also talks about video games, which is great. I love that aspect of it. 
Uh, I ordered pizza with it. I said, hey, Google, talk to Domino's. And it ordered a pizza for me. <laughs> it ordered a pizza for you. He's like, yeah. Did it have all the toppings you wanted? I Because what you do is you have to make sure you log in and have a set. Oh, pizza you better you have want. a set. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You, you got you to gotta do some legwork first. Yeah, okay, got it. It's, it's not, not, it's not, like, okay, it's, it's it, not okay. magic. Got it. You got to okay. do some legwork. But once you have the thing established, it's like, all right, well, I know what pizza you like, That's Jelani. Fair. I'm like, yeah. I got you. You do know what pizza I like, homie. Um, and so, yeah. And so the next thing I'm going to do is I'm going to end up getting a Chromecast again, and then I'll have it be able to watch, to turn my TV on for itself. And then I'll have it so it wakes me up with my TV, playing what I want on the television as I wake up. I have all kinds of plans. On Customizing it. It's, it's going to be ridiculous. It's going to be so sexy. It's going to be so sexy. I'm down with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was the, that's a portion of it. Like me with my Google Mini out here living life. It knows my name, and it knows your name, and I love it. Um, next thing was obviously the Friendsgiving uh, scenarios. So first and foremost, I had a Friendsgiving with you. We had a friend that lives right next to me. Yes. And then I walked down the street with some food that I prepared, and I met y'all down there, and we all kind of had a good Friendsgiving time. What's Friendsgiving, Lonnie? Uh, Friendsgiving, for those out there listening who don't know. It's not a situation where you give a friend away to someone else. That would be really weird. You can't just give a friend to somebody else. That's stupid. But what Friendsgiving actually, it's a time where you actually can give thanks for your friends. So you're joining for a very similar meal to what Thanksgiving is. You know, there's a lot of the same type of things you eat. But you're spending time with your friends. Exactly. I don't need you to ask me what the question is and then jump in and say it for me. You know, Friendsgiving is actually probably funner than, like, Thanksgiving. A lot of times. Because, you, like, it's people you, you want to be around. What? Well, hey, hey, well, hey. There's some, look, let's be honest. There's some family that you, like, oh, you dread every fucking year you have to see this motherfucker. That's true. That's true. We should have gave, like, a, a Thanksgiving, like, crash course for, like, that crazy Republican uncle or cousin who always wants to talk about Trump and talk about like we should have given like a like a little like but but not everybody has one of those but some people do I'm sure everybody has one of those not everybody has one of those how is so was over that all your weekend is that no well, well yeah well, well okay but well, that was that wait 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 because I had that friendsgiving then I also had another friendsgiving with hands because she had her own thing the very wow. next day see Good see stuff. slow it down slow it down. Now, we're over there meeting with all her friends, eating food in the neighborhood and that kind of shit. And it's funny because there was one type of situation where we're all sitting around just kind of talking and, and watching TV. Hans and I are sitting next to each other, and there's television on. They had Bob's Burgers on, all right? I actually had it on because I brought my PlayStation with me. I, typically, when I go to you her house... You fucking brought your PlayStation with you? Typically, when I go to her house, I bring my PlayStation with me so I can not be bored. All right. Because, like, it's her friend. She's entertaining and that kind of stuff. So it makes sense. Like, it's fine with me. And she actually asked me to do it. Okay. So it's not a weird thing. But anyway, but it obviously does double as a television system. So you can listen to watch television shows or whatever. So we're watching Bob's Burgers for a while. And everybody's just talking. No one's paying attention to what's actually on the screen. Nobody's paying attention. Nobody at all, all right? And so I'm sitting there talking to her. And I was like, hey, what do you think will happen if I were to turn wrestling on? Just, just as an experiment. And she's like... Nothing I don't think. I was like, no, I bet you, I bet you if I were to turn this wrestling on, one of two things is going to happen. Some people are going to get up because no one's watching no one's watching the TV, mind you. No one watches TV at all. I'm saying, if I turn wrestling on right now, some people are going to actually look at it and say, what is this? And, and ask questions about it. And some people are going to and just for whatever reason, just get up and leave. And she's like, that's not going to happen. I'm like, I bet you it does. Like I said, so no one's listening. There's Bob Burgers on. No one's facing where everybody's just talking. 
I throw wrestling on. Amelia's like, what's going on here? What's this? What's this? What's this? What's this? And some people get up and just walk away. I was like, what the hell? It's such a crazy experiment. Why is that? I don't know. Like, I have no idea. It's like, where there's other things of media where you can literally let it be in the background. For whatever reason, wrestling's super divisive where it's like, all right, I'm either somehow being supportive of this thing I don't agree with by sitting in here, or I'm not. And so I have to leave and separate myself from this room where it's on, even if I'm not watching it. I was in the middle of a conversation, but I'll go ahead and get away from the conversation because this is on in the background. It's really strange. And I just want to talk about that, which is funny. But the food was delicious. A lot of food? Lots of food. I brought some yeah. from leftovers back. It was delicious. Sounds like you I, ate a lot. I did. I had to I actually changed pan size. I had to get rid of all my old pants, buy some new pants, and now I'm wearing like a 38. (laughs) So um, I had a great Thanksgiving, too. We spent Friendsgiving together. We did. I was in the same room as you were. Right. Um, So Jelani pretty much encapsulated it. Uh, It was a great time. Um, You know, we all bought a bunch of different foods. We made lasagna, my wife and I. Actually, we just cooked it. It was store-bought. But it was I, good. No, my, my, my stuff was store-bought also. Okay. But everybody, everybody liked my stuff. It was, it was very good. store-bought. Yeah. It's good. Um, so uh, that was fun. Uh, you know, I, I you know, for my Thanksgiving, I had to go, you know, I usually had to go to my parents' house and have to go to uh, my in-laws' house. Yes. The good news is my parents' house, they're very flexible. They actually have like a Thanksgiving lunch. Mm. Um, and then, of course, we go to my uh, in-laws' house and we have a traditional Thanksgiving dinner. Um so I just want to kind of compare it to a couple of differences, just personally, you know, what happens in a uh, in a culture where uh, you don't only have Thanksgiving. Uh, there's no such thing as Thanksgiving in Thailand. Um, it's pretty bizarre. Uh, <laughs> I only understand such thing as Thanksgiving in the Philippines. Yeah, right. It's a legitimately American holiday. It's an American culture. So yeah. going up Thai, um, being first generation here... Uh, we had to kind of like co-op Thanksgiving. Like I really didn't have celebrate Thanksgiving till like I was probably like eighteen or nineteen. Mm. Like it was like this really weird thing. I, you know what? I've known you for like a thousand years. I did not know that. Yeah, I really didn't like celebrate. It was like a day off, and it was kind of like okay, we got together. But my parents, you know, we they they owned a restaurant. Yeah. And so we well, I mean, we were closed. Yeah. But aside from football, there really wasn't anything like celebratory about it. Did not know that. It was kind of weird. Um, actually, like up until like the last like seven or eight years, maybe ten years at best, my mom actually started like cooking like traditional Thanksgiving stuff. And even now, she doesn't cook Thanksgiving stuff. She actually like orders like honey bake, like turkey and ham and all that stuff. Now, see, now I can understand that. Like, it's not a situation she has a whole bunch of practice cooking turkeys. I can understand. Yeah, yeah. She cooks. She cooks her ass off. Oh yeah, yeah. But, but it was like Thai food. Exactly. That's and the thing. But I'm saying, but but she knows her shit. Yeah, it was like, like for Thanksgiving, like the first Thanksgiving I had was just like, oh, Thai food. Like we had like yellow curry and we had like, you know, rice. That shit shit was lit though, It was just, it was bomb, right? Um, So that was kind of like my experience. And up until recently, my mom has been co-opting the kind of like traditional Thanksgiving. We have potatoes, we Mm. have green beans. We have like a whole host of things that like, I'm like, I, we never had this when I was a kid. Um... On the Filipino side, um, they're much more Americanized. Um, mm-hmm. You know, one of the really kind of strangest things that I first experienced is, you know, uh, people will sit around, they tell, they give thanks. Tell about, you know, they go over um, what they're thankful for. And, you know, um, it was kind of odd because, like, my wife's family, like, they had that kind of, like, um, they had that tradition. 
that they would go around individually like and express why they were thankful. And the first year I was there, I was kind of like, I was a bit bashful about um, sharing about like why I'm thankful. Because in my culture, like number one, Thanksgiving was kind of like number one weird. Um, but number two, like we don't talk about our feelings. It was kind of like, why would you talk about why you're thankful for something, you know? Um, and so um, that's something that I think like now I really, really can appreciate because it's been like, God, like, you know, 10, 15 years or whatever. And so now when I go to Thanksgiving at their house, I'm very open to it. It's very easy for me to say what I'm thankful for. Um, still a little bit kind of like touchy-feely because you got to talk about your um, what you're thankful for. But it's just a great way, I think, for people to consolidate their thoughts and really take audit over what they truly are thankful for. No, and I agree with you because like as far as the audit aspect of it, that's the thing I think is really what you're accomplishing with that that tradition, because we do it in my family as well. I was going to say, I, I forgot to mention the fact that obviously I went to my parents and me and my brother and my mom kind of talked. And we were like, my dad was in the back. We didn't have a traditional one this year, but my mom did cook. She went and made it happen. She still cooked. But when I got to the house, the food was all already packed up and stuff like that. And so it was just a conversation situation where it was just me, my mom, and my brother just having a conversation and just talking and just, you know, getting back to knowing each other and that kind of stuff. Like, 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 That's uh, cool. You know, but, but that was cool. As I'm saying, cool. like, it was fun, you know. But I was going to say, as far as the saying what you're thankful for, like, that would been a big tradition in my family for quite some time where we all just sit around, hold hands, and just, like, hold hands, in fact, and just say, you know what, I'm thankful for this in my life, the fact that this has changed, the fact that that's yeah. changed. So, yep, yep, yep. That taking audit thing, it's real. It's, yeah, it's, it's very abs- therapeutic, yeah. too. Yeah, like, very, very therapeutic. You have to, to think, it's like, what am I thankful for? Yeah. yeah. You know, next year, I think I'm actually going to write my shit down and, like, itemize. So, like, I'm really... That sounds like you. That would be me, because I don't want to forget shit. You, you you do that kind of stuff. Like, oh. even even with this podcast, like, you don't do a lot on the fly. I'm I'm on the fly. Like, yeah, I don't that, do that that, that's our friendship. It's no. like, you're the planner. I'm like, I'm, I just figure it out. I'm very, very <laughs> deliberate about yeah. stuff. Yeah, I'm like, ah, um, let's go. Like, I will over prep. Yeah, you know, like, like if Lonnie could have it, it would be like a two-page prep. I have like literally like nine pages of prep. Mm-hmm. I would under prepper, over prepper. That's why it makes it so yeah. powerful. That's why it's the black tie affair. Um, but I've had you know this Thanksgiving one of the best turkeys ever. Ooh, was like it fried? My, well, my, how, no, how, no, how, how no. Even better than fried. It was baked, but it was the most amazing turkey that I've had in my thirty odd years of living. I'm gonna need you to describe this. Oh. Turkey. So it was juicy. Okay, that's right. It was you got me in juicy. Moist. You got me in moist. It was flavorful. It was the opposite of dry, because what you know what I mean. Even fried turkeys. Well, you said juicy moist, so it's definitely with the opposite okay. of dry. Um and it was like peel off the fucking bone tender. Who the fuck how okay. the fuck made it? Um, I guess like my aunt, who like um like is a genius in the fucking kitchen, uh she's like you like you brine the turkey. So you like the night before, but it was like she just—I swear it wasn't just Brian. Because if, if Brian does that, I'd Brian anything. Well, here's everything. the thing: well, I could see how Brian would do because you're literally inserting liquids of flavor. Like, let me go ahead and throw all this liquid of flavor yeah. inside of you. I like soaking it like the night before. So delicious! Just shout out. You know, I know her son, my cousin, listens to this pod. So best turkey ever. I mean. In fucking credible. Brah the fucking no. Um, and last thing I want to mention, Lonnie, is our Rams game that you were supposed to go to, but price got too pricey for you because you're not really a football fan. Yeah, it was too expensive for somebody who doesn't actually watch the, the games. But we went to go see the Rams um, play. Um, 
against the New Orleans Saints. It was fucking awesome. I saw pictures. Saw photos, Snapchats, you know. Yeah, y- y'all over here looking. Why y'all looking so mad? Uh, y'all yeah. supposed to be having fun. I was, yeah, yeah, There's yeah. pictures of y'all with, like, everybody, everybody had yeah, the, yeah. With, with the mad dog face. Like, uh. Yeah, like going to paint or something. Mm. Um, but we met up at 8 o'clock in the morning. Okay, <laughs> the game wasn't until 1.30. <laughs> So we all brought our own like twelve pack, mm-hmm. you know. It was weird because like all of them brought like American beer, like Coors Light and shit. Wow! I, I brought a Heineken. I brought like a twelve pack of Heineken. Well, I thank you for adding because that, that like, I know Heineken gonna fuck me up. Like, yes. But in a Bud Light. Bud Light ain't gonna do nothing. Bud Light nothing. is literally water that's more expensive. Because I was gonna get a Michelob Ultra because I want to keep it fit, but then I, like I, I feel like they're taking away my man card. I understand, Trim. I got you. Um, but I drank so much. <laughs> I drink so much wine. You know, I'm, 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 I'm not a drinker. That's not what I do. No. Um, but I drink a lot that day. Um, like, the game started at 1.30. By, like, 2 o'clock, I was sitting there. And I had my sunglasses on. And my boys were, like, tapping me going, hey, wake up. And I'm like, I, I'm awake. They're like, motherfucker, we can see your head nodding up and down. I was like, Cause I thought I had my sunglasses on that it would hide, you know. That's hilarious. Um, but uh, we did not, yeah, obviously we did not drink a drive. We took a lift, took a lift home. Lovely. So here's a crazy thing. So like right when the event ended and we were all going to um, lift home, um, the price to get home from where we're at to basically West Covina. Um, and and for folks who don't know, it's about maybe about 35 miles away from downtown LA. Mm. Um, downtown LA to West Covina. Um, it cost $188 because it was prime time. A hundred. I need to get back on the lift. I, so, need to, I need to get back to driving. Um, what we ended up doing is we waited 20, 30 minutes. And we bought like tacos and we hung out and we waited. We bought like some dirty dogs. And dirty dogs, for those who don't know, was like the after the club dogs. It might be just an LA thing. It's definitely just an LA but, thing. But like folks stand outside and they sell like grilled hot dogs. Uh, with it's bacon wrapped grilled hot dogs with mayo and peppers and onions. They sell those in the store. They call them LA dogs. Yeah. Like now you can buy them just like that. Um. And so we hung out, waited for another thirty minutes. You know what the price dropped to, Jelani? In 30, 35 minutes. Forty dollars. Forty dollars. It was sixty four dollars to go home. Not not bad. Not bad. So um, word 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 to the wise. Uh, if you are leaving a concert for Lyft or whatever, or or if you dare use Uber, um, you know, take a moment, chill. You know, the rates will go down. Just hang out for go a minute. Go get some coffee. Hang out for a minute. 30, 40 minutes. That makes sense to me. Plan for that. I can understand that. Real quick, real Much quick. cheaper. I know we're done, but I want to just pop back up because I remember something real quick. I went to the... No! Den- <laughs> I know we're on a schedule. I went to the dentist, and I haven't gone in a... a- Oh my god, what'd they find? Calm down. Like two years. Two fucking years? Shut up! Every six months, Jelani. Well, I'm going to do it now, because now I realize what happened. Anyway, all right, so I get in there. Haven't been in a minute. Brand new dentist. This is what I did on Black Friday. So instead of shopping on Black Friday, which Lion did, he went to the dentist on Black Friday, all right? Go in there, have him do all the x-rays and shit. And my dentist, uh, uh, Dr. Wong, I didn't give him his first name, so he's still he's still good. Um, Doctor Wong, he's like, so bro, um, I know you said you haven't been here in a minute. <laughs> you said you haven't been here in a minute. What, Doctor Wong? You can't find that guy. It's a lot of Doctor Wongs. Um, uh, he's like, I know you haven't been here in a minute, but the thing is, like, you had some plaque buildup that is. I could have told you that. I'm gonna shock you right in the face. It's so deep that like it's it's not soft anymore. It's actually hardened. Oh no! Yeah, like you have no cavities, you have no cavities whatsoever. All right, but you have some plaque buildup between your teeth. 
you need to make sure you like get that 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 flossing going in there so that you don't let this stuff happen like this. Because what happens if you get the plaque that does this? It's going to start pushing your teeth up and pushing and making your gums recede. I'm like, whoa! I don't want that shit to happen at all. I've seen this shit happen. Like I've seen that shit happen with them lumpy, where, where their teeth like end up like where their teeth like dangling by a string. It's because because yeah. that's happening. The gums had receded. And then you gotta get root canal. Yeah. Or you so, gotta get skin uh, um a graft. Yeah. So what they did, they also saw that I had wisdom teeth that are like they're diagonal, but they're not pushing my teeth. They're just sitting there. You don't have your wisdom teeth out yet? No, they're they're sitting there. Wow. They're just sitting there in my mouth and they're in a weird position, but they they don't they're not impacting my teeth. They're not growing oh, anywhere. Got it. Okay. They're just sitting there in weird position, just in my mouth. Anyway, so he gets in there, numbs my fucking mouth up, puts some needles in my gums, which is not fun, folks, and starts drilling. Starts in there just drilling. I, I, I can feel it. And I can't feel it, but I can feel it at the same time. I'm like, Ugh. And then after he's done with the drilling, then he moves in and starts using a laser. He used a laser. <laughs> laser on your teeth. To get the rest of the plaque out. Bro, I'm telling you right now, you don't want this shit. And on top of that, it wasn't cheap. My insurance for my, uh, my dentist insurance... Doesn't pay for shit like that. My dentist insurance <laughs> pays for normal things that you're supposed to get all the time. But because I sit and let my shit fall by the wayside, I got fucked up and I got paid about two hundred dollars a month for three months straight. Oh my god! Fortunately, I have the money now, but that shit is not oh that shit is not cool. Lasers and drills and shit, and I had my lip all fucking weird. I couldn't talk for an hour straight. Mmm. Ah. Yeah. I could have really done without that story. Ah, whatever. The the fans out there need to hear it. What what's what's happening next? What's give me hit me hit me back with that? Are we ready for the pros in different area codes? Yeah, I'm glad to get out of your mouth and this is sports. <laughs> All right, Lonnie. So here we go. It's on, baby. Hockey's going on. You don't even like hockey. Basketball's going on. You just saying some sports in the world. Football's row. going on. And even the college level sports are all going on right now. Is it college hockey? Where, where's college <laughs> hockey? Where do you get better at hockey? You have to do college hockey, right? I'm sure in Canada somewhere. So I want to talk about college football is here, Lonnie. As a matter of fact, we're towards the end of the college football season. Uh, it's approaching the NFL uh, playoff season. But we're here to talk about the college football playoff season. Okay, Jelani. Jelani, you know who Auburn is and Alabama is? Um, Auburn is a color, and Alabama oh, wow. is a state. Okay, all right. So, uh, Auburn beat its rival, Alabama, which Alabama was undefeated all season. Remember so we talking about color Go beat a state. There. <laughs> Go Bama. Now, um, now, Auburn's coasting to the SEC championship, uh, which is going to happen this weekend, um, and hoping to make the college football playoffs, um, which is very much a, which wasn't really a possibility even before this current weekend, because, um... Auburn has actually been pretty fucking awesome. Uh, they're the college football team that has been two number one teams in the past few weeks, Jelani. Does that mean anything to you at all? It means they win a lot? Yes. Yeah, so there are four teams left. Oh, I mean, four teams that were ranked. Uh, Clemson, who is 11-1. Oklahoma, who is 11-2. Wisconsin, who is 12-0. And, oh, and Auburn, which is 11-1. and one. Numbers. No. <laughs> so, um, college football is on and popping. Uh, there's going to be a lot of bowl games coming up um, and a lot of cool stuff happening in college football, Jelani. Just want to let you know. 
That's it's 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 tis the season, Jelani. Tis the season for sposes. <laughs> Why do you sound Russian? Sposes. All right, so all spuses. you college, those who follow college football, you know what's up. Yes, you do. So but you, your co-host does not. So you know what else is up is NFL is giving money to social causes, Jelani. Now that's what's up. I like social causes. Now earlier this week, the NFL agreed to donate nearly one hundred million dollars to organizations that promote social justice. The money would go to causes important to black communities. This comes after months of protests by, remember, our good old friend, Colin Kaepernick? That's the goat right there. <laughs> of kneeling. <laughs> no, that motherfucker's a goat, for real. Now, since then, of course, uh, his kneeling, supporters say that um, this is a First Amendment right, right, for people to kneel, right? And critics say it disrespects the flags and service members, which Whatever. we talked about. No, nope. because veterans said otherwise, so I, I will listen to them more than I will listen to these people. Um, now, the league seems to be trying to make it all better. Uh, by uh, just throwing some money away to social causes, take so, take take that. So now the NFL is a bunch of SJWs. That's what they want to do. Mm-hmm. That's what they give money to. It's ridiculous. And that's it. I got for sports. Well, I well, you know it's fine. It's fine. You want to know about my fantasy league, Jelani? I don't know why. So about my football fantasy league, Jelani, in two football fantasy leagues, um, one of them I may make the playoffs this weekend. One up uh, on one game. It's week thirteen, so you're like on the cusp. There's an. NFL, um, a fantasy NFL playoffs. playoffs. Yes. Why? Um, Why? It's just that's the nature of the sport. And one league, I the am, fake sport. I am making this. It's a real sport, Johnny. This is a real sport. statistical sport. This is a real statistical sport. Um, and in the other league, I am gonna make the playoffs. So I'm trying to get that bye week. Well, hey, Godspeed to you. For those yeah. of you who follow sports, you know that bye week. How important a bye week hey, is. Hey, by by Jove, by by <laughs> by. Golly, yes. Why don't you know this stuff, Jelani? I don't know why. I don't know this. I don't know why you don't know this. But I mean, honestly, why don't you know this? Why don't you know? Don't you ever in your life you try go to first? take my segue? Want- <laughs> no, no, no. Stop for a second. But you yeah. ever in your life? It was try- red and bolded and highlighted. You ever in your life? Try to take my segue away from me. I had them set up already. I was thinking about it. And you try to jump <laughs> in and try to say, I'll say this thing that will lead into the segue. Don't you ever in your life, all right? Don't you fix your lips to mess with my segue ever again. Can't believe you. Cannot believe you. You want to yes, yes, I'm going to go. Yes, I'm going. You first. want to tell people what? Why don't you know this is? Hey, <laughs> look here. Honestly, real quick. Figure it out. This real point. quick. Real quick. This is episode 36. All right. <laughs> if you jumped in the first time today, I'm sorry. I apologize to you. But you should know what this segment is about. You knew the the, the uh, news segment was. <laughs> you knew what the actual sports segment was, and you didn't know what this segment is also. So, with that being said, Patrick. Let me know right now. What is a burner and a chopper? And what's the difference between them? Okay. Now, so these two, these two things are similar things. Oh. They're similar things. No. But I want you to let me know what the difference is between a burner and a chopper. Chopper with an A? Okay, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. E-R-A. It don't fucking matter. It don't help me anyway. A will add some flavor to it. Um, it doesn't matter. A, a can be added to both either one of these two. So burner means two things for me. Either like... It's, a, it's not a phone. That's what I'm saying. A burner phone. Get there, get there, or get there, get a burner is someone who... Like, just get burned. Right? Like, okay. like, literally physically does not know how to stay away from fire. Ooh, all right. Um, so how does that connect to a chopper then? So a chopper is... There's only two things I know over chopper. Is a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Right, so that's a chopper. 
Um, and uh, someone who just likes to like, who's like a chef who's gone crazy and all he does is like chop up <laughs> like produce. Um, I don't. That's I don't know the difference between this. Literally, like this is fake to me. It doesn't really sound like it's a real thing. I think you just get just made up shit. Okay. So uh, that's what I think of. Why don't you know this question? Perfect. I appreciate that. You obviously was it perfect? No, you know, it was perfect because you were obviously so wrong. I actually thought because you know you've been doing more and more um, hip hop learning, listening, and doing that kind of stuff. Well, it's it's fucking. You know what? It's sports. <laughs> sports have <laughs> fucked me up. I like. I listen to too much like sports right now. Ah, uh, you gonna do one or the other? I understand that. So. That makes sense to me. Cause I, I can't do the sports, so I, I totally understand. A burner and a chopper are types of guns. And that is fake. That's not true. <laughs> okay, so tell me no, no, what. No, 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 okay, all right, so, all right. Now, now before I even go further, if I say a burner or a chopper, just what you, what you being saying? Which which one? A like, burner is like one you throw away. Okay, pretty and a chopper is someone you just mow down. That, yes, like a yes, light, like it's powerful. Yes, there you go. Yes, exactly. That's why I want just and hearing that. If you told me it was a gun, I could just assume that that's the most reasonable, logical, crazy, weird right? Shit. Exactly. Yeah. That's why I posed the question why I did, where Done. I didn't have that. I get points for that. You do. You do. You absolutely <laughs> do. You absolutely. Do. I'm not gonna take it away. You absolutely do. A burner is basically like a a, um, a throwaway pistol, a nine millimeter, what have you. I gotta take care of some bins real quick. Pop pop, move out of the way. Toss them in the garbage. No fingerprints, whatever. It's a burner, all right? A chopper would be like an actual machine gun, M16. Mm. It's like... They, are they using that in a rap? Yes. Good. <laughs> it's not just like Because that. it sounds like, like a chop, like, like an actual helicopter. It sounds like a helicopter. Cool. Like, cool. That's why. All right. Yes. Cool. As a person who does not like guns, but does like hip-hop and like video games that have guns in them, but not real guns. It really, it really kind of sounds like more of like a gamer. Like it would feel like, like I feel like instinctively, like that's like a gamer like thing. Most gamers um, who create like the zeitgeist of language, like the actual slang of gamers, are white people. People who make the yeah. slang. Yeah, they're not or, that cool. They're, they're not, not that cool. Enough. Yeah, yeah. 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 The who has people, not, not everyone plays games, but the people who make the slang for games, we know who make the slang for games. Come now. So now it's my turn, Jelani. Hit me! So it's like, you know, they're like... I, I didn't even read yours yet. Okay, okay. So in football, right, there are a lot of bowls, right? Like the Super Bowl, right? That's like an important bowl, right? So, so you going to say a cereal bowl? Yeah, like it's, it's like, a, like a fucking delicious. bowl. So, Lonnie, in college, you're like multiple bowls, okay? And some of them are really fucking weird names, and some of them are like, this has got to be fucking fake. Are you okay. going to give me which one's fake? So I'm going to give you oh, okay. four or five bowls. You oh, okay. tell me which one you think are okay. fake and which one are sure. real, okay? All right. All right. I can, so I, are you I, ready? I can, I can pull this off. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. All right. Wait. Clarify, because I know a couple months ago, we did one where I <laughs> kind of tricked you. How many of these could be fake? Um, It could be all of them. Or it could be none of them. All right. You know what? I'm going to let that, I'm gonna let that slide. Okay. Right. Okay. You, you, you um, gave me enough. It could be all of them. It could be none of them. It could be none of them. Okay, all so right. you so so that's your sandbox. All right, I got okay. you. I got you. Um. All right, so I want you to tell you which one you think are fake bowls, um, and obviously which one basically because they're not fake, they're real, right? Hit me. Um, Patriot Bowl. I feel like that's real. All right. Tax Slayer Bowl. 
I feel it. That's fake. Okay. Is it Tax Slayer? Tax Slayer of all. Is it Tax Slayer? <laughs> <laughs> that better be fake. Okay, all right. That better be fake. Right. If that's not fake, I'm moving out of the country. Okay. That better be fake. The Peach Bowl. That's real. The Sugar Bowl. That's also real. All right. So, Jelani, um, I'm going to go backwards. The Sugar Bowl is real. Okay. It's a real bowl. Uh, the Peach Bowl is a real bowl, Jelani. Okay, okay, okay. Um, the Patriot Bowl. Uh-huh. It's a fake bowl. The Patriot Bowl is <laughs> fake. It's fake. No such thing as the Patriot Bowl. Never heard of it. Doesn't happen. All right. I, I, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. I'm fine the with Tax that. Slayer Bowl. <laughs> it's a real bowl, Jelani. What is it? <laughs> no! The Taxpayer Bowl, Slayer Bowl, is a real bowl. No! Um, just, just to give you some context, those. I don't want context. Uh, I want to go out the country. Give me so, a ticket. Some of the bowls in more recent times um, have been they co-opted the title sponsor, so you have like the Chick Fil A bowl, and you have like the Tax Slayer bowl. There's an app called the Tax Slayer. So, um, I just want to let you know, Jelani, that is the different bowls. It's called a Tax Slayer bowl, y'all. <laughs> The whole point, the the whole reason why I want you to know this is because it's just, it's just crazy names the way these bowls are. I want to get out of the country, y'all. It's Tex Slayer Bowl. I can't, I can't We're do that. Nah, fucking shit, damn, goddamn, dirty pop. <laughs> dirty pop, baby, baby, you can't stop. That's it. You just gonna say dirty pop? Just throw that right That's in. All I can do now at this point. It's ridiculous, Patrick. Obviously. As we mentioned earlier in the show, Netflix, love y'all. Ah, oh, shit. Um, have you seen She's Gotta Have It? No, I saw that. I don't even know what it's about, but I see like one of my recommended shit. Oh, what is well, it? Okay. Well, all right. So you have watched Insecure, right? You and your wife watched love Insecure. Insecure. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Let me go ahead and bring you into the world of She's Gotta Have It. All right. Just base level premise. First and foremost, it's a Spike Lee joint. Spike Lee's very first movie was She's Gotta Have It. Oh, didn't know that. Came out in like 1986, 1984, somewhere along those times when we were really, really extraordinarily young. The movie was entirely in black and white, except for a couple portions that were in color. And this television program, 10 episodes long, 30 minutes each, give or take, is a retelling of that story in a five-hour episodic version. Mm. Okay. Do I need to watch the movie? You do not, because like I said before, it's a retelling. It's entirely a retelling. So it has the same characters, but it gives them a lot more depth and weight. And it's it's also more um, appropriate for this current time period. So obviously the very first version of it was in Brooklyn, in Fort Greene, Brooklyn, in 1986, because that was the time that it existed. So things like gentrification and, and that kind of aspect of it, none of those things existed in that first version that first black and white version but this version is very nuanced and very particular to right now and it's super interesting it stars one woman who is an artist living in brooklyn and her trials and tribulations navigating throughout the country and dealing with the men that she's dating currently it's super super duper interesting it's a really well done show and like the things like it goes up and down now What's cool, if you decide to decide, um, look at the original version, which is also Netflix, you can compare and contrast. But it's beautiful. I love it. I'm a big fan of it. It's already on my watch list. Get it. It's on my list. 
So, um, you know, Facebook has been coming under, you know, under a lot of criticism because of, you know, the Russia stuff, right? Russia! Um, but recently, uh, Facebook, 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 <laughs> Facebook, Facebook. Um, is implementing a new AI, artificial intelligence system to help identify suicides. Well, that's nice of them. Now, it's a software. Uh, so what we know about it is that it's a software that can identify warning signs of users who might commit suicide. It scans Facebook posts and comments um, for phrases like, are you okay? So, cause, so once that happens, specifically trained Facebook employees could then reach out with other resources or even alert first responders. Facebook Incorporated will expand its pattern recognition software to other countries after it had successful tests in the U.S. that detected uh, users of uh, f- um, users with suicidal intent. Now, Facebook began testing this software in the United States back in March when the company started scanning the text of Facebook posts and comments or phrases that could be signals of impending suicide. Now, if the software detects potential suicide, its alert teams... Uh, it alerts a team of Facebook workers who specialize in handling such reports. The system suggests suggests that resources to the users or to friends of the persons, such as telephone helpline. Facebook workers sometimes call local authorities to intervene. Guy Rosen, Facebook's vice president for product management, said the company was beginning to roll out the software outside the U.S. because the test has been very successful. During the past month, he said, first responders check on more on people more than 100 times after Facebook software detected suicidal intent. It's cool, right? I I can't say it's not. Go ahead, Facebook. I'm down with that. Now, uh, YouTube's also helping with some child predatory stuff, which is always pretty cool. Um, not, I mean, not the child predatory stuff, but, uh, but YouTube supervising it. YouTube is taking a closer look at algorithms that seem to endorse child sex abuse. This is just the latest in days of bad news for YouTube um, because last week reports revealed that users are often leaving sexualized comments on videos of children. Not only was YouTube not taking down the predatory comments, its algorithms were recommending these to videos. Okay, so um, now, you know, sponsors, right, like Adidas and Mars Bars Corporation have pulled their ads from YouTube. Um, that don't appear alongside these crazy algorithm. Um, yesterday, we found out that the company's search tool, which autofill searches as users type, has been recommending searches like how to have sex with your kids. What? Yeah, YouTube is putting the uh, putting a stop on all these searches until it figures out what the fuck's going on. So the algorithm allows child predators to look up like kids' videos and those who like crazy shit like how to have sex with your kids. Oh my god, the fucking internet, dude. Okay, alright. So, last bit I want to talk about is... Please, please, move on to something else. Kind of cool, Prince Harry's getting engaged. To Meghan Markle with her fine ass. Go ahead, Harry. Meghan Markle, where, where's she from? What she's is she from been? Suits. I was watching Suits for the last, for the first three the seasons TV of it. TV show. The TV show on USA, because I was actually one of those people who actually watched USA TV shows. Don't judge me, I used to watch USA TV shows. I don't have cable anymore. I used to watch Monk, but after that... Done. No, I was watching fucking um uh what's what's it with the burn notice? I watched burn notice. I watched suits. I watched the one in uh where a bunch of spies from LA. You and four other people. Yes, I was all about the USA show. Them USA shows, I was all about it. But I knew Meghan Markle from the get go. So she's not like she didn't come out of nowhere to me. I knew who she was the whole time. Go ahead, Harry. Go ahead, Harry. 
So Prince, and go ahead, Megan. So Prince Harry's marrying an American actress. She is. He is. And first biracial princess. Pretty fucking awesome. They said she won't be a princess because she's American. Nah, homie, she could be a princess. She's still biracial. But I'm saying she's... Uh, <laughs> what the hell? I'm about her being American. Okay. Why are you talking about her race? I'm just saying it's cool. Because you think of Europe, you think of like white, you know, you think yeah. of the queen. Well, I'm talking about the fact that like, like her being American. That's the real thing. She's from America. She has Zeto accent. Zeto. Good point. Um, so they're planning on making a short engagement. They're also um, planning on making her, cutting her out of her show she was on. I heard she's pregnant already. That's what they say on some shit. I don't know if that's true or not. Um, they're set to get married next year, which also coincides uh, coincides with Princess Kate, who's now giving baby number three. You know Princess Kate? Yeah, Kate. Yeah, I don't know. The real prince, the the real princess. The first princess. The first current. One. Is that what you call it? Well, she's just the first one. I don't know what you call it. We're not uh, British. We're far from it. Um. So because. Obviously, I don't care that much about British people. Like that. <laughs> Except for Meghan Markle. Nice story. That's all. Yeah, nice yeah, yeah, yeah. story. We're about to wrap this motherfucker up. About to close this shit down. Wrapping it up with that soapbox. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flamethrower to this place. I don't like that elongated soapbox. I don't see why not. It's uh, really, it adds a lot to it. <laughs> it adds a lot to it. And you just talked a second ago, so I'm going to go ahead and speak now. Let's do it. All right? Here's the thing. Check this out, y'all. All right, listen to me real quick. Y'all ready? So, I live in Long Beach, California. Long Beach is the spot where I serve my cane. Anyway. Strong um, Beach. Strong Beach. Anyway, just recently. LBC. LBC. We had a whole bunch of uh, ad-libs to this shit. Anyway, I go to work in the morning, right? And lo and behold, there is a hotel, not hotel, an apartment that's being built down the street from where I typically park my car. Well, no, no, I'm the same street where I park my car typically. And that's fine. It's been being built for quite some time. And that's all well and good. I'm fine with that. The problem is, just recently, the situation has arisen where sometimes I go to move my car and see that the road that I parked my car on is blocked off. Oh, and I no. had to like, finagle my way out so I can leave and go on home. If you guys plan on the next day to block the street, tell me beforehand. Sorry. Tell me beforehand. Y'all know what actually happened. Tell me <laughs> beforehand that you plan to block the street so I don't park there. Don't have me park there and then come back the next day and then lo and behold find out, hey, you want to leave on this street? Then you better figure your way out of this motherfucker. <laughs> you're right. yeah. holding you hostage. Yeah, right. Like, like you, and you're not even giving me a, a ticket or anything. So you're not even saying that I'm wrong to park there. You're just saying, hey... <laughs> I'm going to be here tomorrow at this certain time, and nobody can can come on this street. Well, I'm already on this street. I was here before you got here. Tell me beforehand. Leave a little sign. It's not that hard, homie. Just leave a little sign. Say, I thought hey. they supposed to put up signs. And that's what I'm saying. Because there's another sign on the other side of the street that says, hey, on 12-3, um, moving the, curp- uh, the, 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 um, the curtain back, today is 12-2. Um... It's on 12-3, it says, oh, no, it's 12-1, excuse me. Uh, on 12-3, it says, hey, we're going to not allow anybody on the street. Just tell people that. Leave those signs here and say on 12-1 and 12-2, this is what's going to happen. 
Tell me what's happening. That's all I'm asking. It's not that big of a deal. It's not that big of a soapbox. I'm not even that mad. But just don't make me afraid that my car is stuck because you guys are doing construction making this brand new hotel, uh, brand new apartment building. Yeah, they really should let you know. That's all I'm saying. Just let me know. Really just let me know. know. Just let me know. It's not that hard. Um, I want to talk about something small. Um, it has to do with the express line at supermarkets. 15 items or less. Um, cause the other day, uh, I was in a hurry and I grabbed a bunch of items, put it in my basket and went to the express line. Um, granted it was like only two lines open. One was express and one was regular. Um, and I sat there paranoid as fuck counting how many fucking items I had. And I was, and it got me thinking like, as I'm putting stuff from the, uh, from the basket to the conveyor belt, like. What counts is like 15 items. Like, is it 15 different brands or products? Is it 15 physically, physical fucking items? Or is it just like whatever, you know, what, what whatever you want to put? And the reason why whatever you want to put, because there's people behind me who had way more than 15 items. Well, they were smaller items. That's what I'm saying. I don't, they, they need to explain to people what the 15 fucking item is. Because people like me who try to follow the letter of the law... When it comes to not people judging you, um, is I had like maybe twenty items, but like I had three or four of the same fucking item. That's your problem right there. Always Does that follow, count? Always following the law. I don't know. I don't know if it counts, but I thought people were looking at me, like judging me, like why the fuck are you here? Because I probably had twenty something items. Mm. Felt bad. I usually don't feel bad about shit like that, but I need to know. I think the onus is on the fucking grocer to let you know what is 15 fucking items. Mm-hmm. And you know what I do now, Lonnie? When I have three items, do you judge people who have fucking more than 15 items? I'm not there counting. I'm looking at you right now. I'm not there counting. Are, I, are, are you counting? Because some people fucking I'm count. Not, I'm not there to count. I fucking, I count. Well, see, that's you. Look at you. Look at you. I'm judging other people. Mm. Bitch, you better go along the line. Is that 16 items you got? You know what? Is that you 16 what? items you, you know got? What? Get they, the fuck out of here. Here's the thing. It should be cash or debit. Like, that's a bigger now, thing for me. That, exactly. Like, if you guys sit there and bust out a fucking dusty old checkbook, and I think I talked about this shit before. You did. Dust out, you should not be in the express no, 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 no. line. There's no way, shape, or form that you, you need are allowed to be in any kind of express lane, pull out your sick, unless you have everything written way, way, way beforehand. No. Where you're just like, what the amount? Bam, got you. And you know what? Toss it at them. They, should, like, they shouldn't even allow checks to be accepted anymore. You can Venmo, you can hey, PayPal. Honestly? You can uh, fucking Apple Pay, hey, Android Pay. I'm 2017 all the way, bro. This should be checks yeah. are obsolete. But I did feel bad about going over the 15 items. I don't care if you're 87 years old, but also that's still fucked up. <laughs> I don't care if you're 87 years old. Fuck them checks. Um, oh, you don't like checks, do you? Fuck them <laughs> checks. Um, so ultimately I just want to say, just give us more direction with the 15 Express items. So motherfuckers like me know the rules of the road. Tell us what's going on. Tell us what's going on. I, that's I it, just, so I got that's makes sense. Makes sense. Oh, Big oh. fucking pod today. It, dude. Hey, y'all missed one episode, and then we hit you with a double, double, double pump. All right? Pa, 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 pa. Patrick, was that the black tie affair? That's a black tie affair, bro. That's a wrap, son. Ah, uh, I love it. I love it. We are back in the mix, hitting you with that extra special shit. Um, Nah, I know Christmas is coming up. Let me know. Are we doing something? We no, doing... Christmas is not for like three and a half weeks. I don't know what's happening. I'm saying no, it's we, we, we should be here at least once a week. Okay. Give me that black tie fare. All right. When it comes maybe a week before Christmas, okay. we'll let y'all know. Perfect. I, 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 I don't want to say anything wrong. 
sometimes y'all, sometimes y'all, I'll say, so I'll, I'll be, I'm overzealous. You know me. I'm on the skin of my teeth, the seat of my pants. I just say what I want to say. You know, and I don't be wrong. I don't be wrong. I want to give you that the incorrect information. Anyway, y'all, we will see you guys next week. Thank you guys for out there for hitting the top with the likes, them subscribes, and letting other people know about the Black Tie Affair. And we will see y'all later. Peace. Peace.